nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry Austin. Rafa, uh, how are you? Uh, I saw last night you uh, braved the uh, rain, sleet, snow. You know, what else do we have here in San Antonio? <laughs> Tornadoes, <laughs> the blizzard. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you saw what Warren and... Um, the other team that you saw? Yeah, uh, yeah, Warren and Harlan. And then I did Harlan. stay for about a half of the um, the boys' Sotomayor and Holmes game, which at, I think halftime when I left, it was 2-0 Sotomayor. And that's when all the rain came in <laughs> after that. <laughs> so <clears throat> we were going to have uh, representatives on from Geneva, uh, but unfortunately scheduling conflict. Uh, delayed that we were going to have them on last week, but scheduling conflict here. So hopefully next week uh, we'll have the, the the Geneva program on uh, to kind of discuss some of the success that they have had with a couple of players. And uh, let's be honest, the uh, girls team's looking pretty good. Once we look into the standings here, they had a, a very good uh, victory this week. We'll see if they can continue it, but uh your initial thoughts on the week, Rafa? Anybody that stood out to you, or you know, uh, as far as program player, anything along those lines? Um, this just is start of the, um, you know, the district for many of the teams. I know which we're going to probably, like I said, we're going to cover. Uh, so we had some, you know, already one game or two games in. There were some teams that really kind of shined these past two weeks as far as tournaments and showcases and. Uh, you know what, what you can say. We saw some pretenders, and we saw some new contenders, and and it's exciting. You know, it's it's kind of little little. You know, the, the usual suspects are doing what they need to be doing, uh, but there's some surprise scenes. There's some courses that may kind of throw a monkey wrench into the season. So that and that makes it, like I said, more even more. You know, like I said, exciting. Looking forward to see how this this season turns out. Um, I think one of the you know, surprises was uh, when the girls' side, um, you know, that Taft was heavily hate- favored for the girls, you know, for their district. Uh, they had a 0-0 tie with Brennan, you know. So that's a good result for Brennan. And, you know, like I said, you know, those two teams, including with them and with O'Connor, they've been battling out <laughs> for supremacy in 29-6A. So, you know, that when they play each other, it's always going to be a dogfight. And I did see some messages right now. And I don't know. There's some games going on. There's some lightning delays because it, it is pouring outside again. So hopefully they'll get to finish those games um, tonight. I was lucky enough to attend uh, AJ's uh, Stevens John Jay 
JV version uh, match here this week, in uh, which uh, Stevens pulled out a, a solid 3-1, and AJ had a good assist uh, on the second goal here. So yeah, big, big control by him. But uh, um, as a Stevens fan and a John Jay fan, uh, Stevens uh, got roughed up on the varsity 5-2. Um, and like I said here, John Jay uh, doing some really great things. He had a good football season. Um, and it's carried over to the soccer season as well here, both on, on the boys and the girls' side. Um, I think uh, I think it was the ladies that uh, upset O'Connor for the you know yeah. got their first victories uh, on there. So as somebody that's got kids in John Jay and Stevens, uh, that's been an interesting uh, matchup this year when it comes to Jay and Stevens. Uh, where Anna goes to you know John Jay, part of the Science and Engineering Academy, but was fun, but we were able to get there, get back, and it uh, was a lot of fun uh, for that here. And, and like I said here, uh, shout out to the uh, one referee. Um, you know, I you know I, I probably should have done a little bit of research, but uh, um, there was only one referee, and, and I know there is a referee shortage going on, not only here in San Antonio but nationally. Uh, so if you can, um, or if you're able to, or if you have the time. Um, like he did a great job. Uh, both teams ended up getting a red card, and there were valid red cards. Last man uh, defending uh, fouls here. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, you know, uh, refereeing the match all by himself for that here. So let's get into some tap standings, and then we will we put together a preview, uh, a playoff preview. Our our top four teams in each of the San Antonio uh, divisions. Steve. Um, uh, our friend that does the um, uh, the uh, bracketology with us uh, put his in. Um, unfortunately, Coach, Coach Cano cannot do that uh, uh, this year just because he is a <laughs> of uh, MacArthur, and uh, don't want him to uh, get in trouble uh, <laughs> by by doing something along those lines. We do need to see if we can get him on the line as a coach and put him under the microscope. We, we, we don't want to be like the same situation like Harbaugh in Michigan and all that. So <laughs> maybe we need to wait, uh, you know, until he plays uh, Alamo Heights uh, if we want to go uh, go that far here. Um, oh, Steve uh, mentioned an email here. Um, can you do it? I'm going to send Steve an email because he might want to join us here. Hold on. Yeah, that the, that one game you mentioned about the Jay girls beating the O'Connor girls, that was a surprise. And I, I think could that be like a coming out party for the you know for the Jay girls to take because they were very competitive last year. This just fell a little short in district play. You know, could this be their year? Um, you know, to finally kind of break through and get into the playoffs and even even win a playoff game too. And uh, they, they got they got they got the talent so. Keep, keep an eye on them. Sorry, I'm typing the email for Steve. I put it in the chat here, but. Then also right, on the boys' side, it was, it was a big game. Yeah, on the boys' side, it was a big game also last week with um, uh, Brandeis and Lee. Uh, Brandeis boys came out with a 2-0 win. You know, they're at Gus, so very competitive game. 
uh, like I said, pretty much what you saw kind of like last year, you know, kind of the back and forth, you know, that team, that district stacked. But there might be some surprises this year too, so which we'll get into later. So let's take a look here. Uh, tap standings. Uh, we'll start out with the ladies here. Uh, region two, uh, region one, division two. I hate how UIL and, and taps can't uh, organize the same way. Uh, brought here makes it a little bit more challenging us uh, on us here to figure that out. Uh, St. Agnes Forno uh, had a strong or had a weak kind of um, non-conference record. Um, St. Prius four and one, uh, Antonian three and one, um, Incarnate Word three and one, and then uh, or St. Antonio Incarnate Word, uh, Houston Incarnate Word uh, two and four when it comes to district uh, Tomball and the, the villages here. Um, your thoughts on the Houston schools at this point having uh, the better records, you know, compared to the, the San Antonio uh, private schools? Yeah, you know, St. Agnes and St. Pius the 10th, they've always been, have strong programs out of the, you know, for the private, their taps in the Houston area. So expect, you know, Rick kind of expected this to be in there in the mix, especially in the district plus, in the district title race. You know, I thought Antonio too was probably going to, you know, be able to contend, which they, oh, this star, like I said, they went, they're in striking distance. You know, if they can get a couple of key wins, you know, against Ag St. Agnes and St. Pius, if they can hold ground here on, at home, you know, that'll get them back up into, you know, to the district title contention. Uh, the surprise this week. Yeah. Uh, this uh, St. Agnes it travels to Antonian on the 26th, which is Friday, right? Because today's Wednesday, mm -hmm. Friday. And then they play uh, a Carnid Word at five o'clock on the twenty seventh, which I'm assuming St. Prius travels with them, right? They're probably playing them on the Friday night, twenty fifth. Oh no! So no, uh, actually, they don't take uh, play Antonian. Uh, they play. They come and play uh, the twenty fifth uh, with uh, Ignarded Word uh, or you know, Carnid Word Academy. No, so actually, no, they're not traveling together. I wonder which is the... So they might be their bye week. Because there are seven teams of that district, so they might, it could be their bye week. Uh, That's but, kind of like surprising because usually there's two schools that do travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, together. over here, yeah. vice versa, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's Concordia, Lutheran, Tomball. Uh, so that would be there. So for Antonian, if they could get the upset over St. Agnes, that could... Tighten the race even even more. Yeah, and like I said, the other surprise has been in Car the Carnivore girls here in San Antonio. Uh, you know, last year struggled a little bit, but like I said, real good record. Uh, like I said, not not far from you know also contention. If they can get some key wins, you know they will be. They also could be in the title race too. But I, I think more more likely those those four teams will be your your top four seeds going into the Taps playoffs. Moving on to uh, Region Two D Division Four, Region Two District Four, uh, TMI eight eight one four and one in district, San Antonio Christian three and zero, uh, St. Mary's uh, one and two, St. Anthony's one and two, and uh, Laredo St. Augustine 
uh, still struggling uh, for that here. Welcome, Steve. Sorry, I didn't see your uh, message until later here, and uh, I put it in the bracketology chat on on uh, social media. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Here. Thanks but, for having uh, me. Uh, welcome. Uh, any surprises on here? Um, St. Mary's, you know, looks at here looks to be a little bit struggling after Coach Connor's left here a little bit. Um, but uh, TMI and, and San Antonio Christians uh, seem like off to a strong district schedule. Yeah, if you remember from last year, it was pretty much a marathon between TMI and Tony Christian. It was neck and neck, and with San Antonio Christian pulling off the district title. Uh, it's going to come down to those two, and then the battle for the other two playoff spots. More, like I said, more like it's going to be St. Mary's Hall and St. Nath and St. Anthony's Catholic, Catholic School. But depending seating, that's going to depend there. You know, it's important with, like I said, getting the top one, the first, the first and second seed in order to host. You know, with the taps playoffs, you know, whoever the top seeds, they get to host a playoff game. So uh, if you're towards the bottom, you know, the third or fourth spot, you're going to have to travel. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know Coach Connor mentioned last year not <laughs> to use him for the playoff game. So, yeah, he uh, wasn't so like, happy about that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's like I said, it's it's still early on, like I said, but I think more likely. So your two favorites, uh, you know, the battle for the title is going to be TMI and San Antonio Christian. Moving on to Region Three, District Four. Probably the surprise of TAPS, at least in my opinion. Uh, Geneva School, 12-0-1, 4-0 in district. And as I mentioned, hopefully next week or next couple weeks, we'll be able to get them on to kind of highlight the program. Um, New Braunfels uh, Christian Academy, technically second, 3-1 uh, in district. Uh, JP2, uh, first loss, which was to Geneva, 2-1 uh, in district. Uh, the Atonement, 1-2, uh, San Marcos Academy and Holy Cross and uh, JP2 out of uh, Corpus hasn't uh, updated anything as of yet, but Geneva's looking special. At least uh, you know, I haven't been able to see them, but you look at what they're posting. You you know we've got a little bit of insight into the program. Mm -hmm. It looks like th this isn't going to be. I'm not saying it's normally a cakewalk, but normally JP2 you know wins the wins the district pretty com uh, convincingly. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. No, oh, this, th yeah, this year's, uh, you know, even if you look at JP2's uh, record, they're 18 1 and 1, but but the game they played Monday, Geneva hammered them and and they had they went, like I said, they won five to two and they had a three nothing lead, I think, at the half. And um, so kudos to I know this year, you know, when we started, you know, kind of the start of you know, when we started the first episode, you know, we we talked about the, how this was going to be probably like a little tighter race this year than the last because, you know, GB2 has been dominating this district and they are, they are the state finalists. Uh, but this, this could be the uh, Geneva's year. You know, they, they made a statement Monday, you know, they took care of business. I know, like I said, I'm sure the second go around when they play, uh, I'm sure JP2 is going to be ready. They're going to try to hold, you know, hold ground there at their home field and try to get that win back. Um, but you also got to miss in New Brunswick Christian too. You know you can't sleep on them. You know you know they, they're still in striking distance. So those are the three teams. Like I said, it's going to come down to who wins this district title. But right now Geneva's got the kind of got the edge right now with that big statement win on Monday. Any thoughts on, on this district here, uh, Steve? At all? Uh... No, I mean I, I don't know too too much about uh, Taps. I know that. 
you know, uh, shirts, John Paul has been, you know, the, uh, the front runner the last few years. And, you know, now it seems like it's maybe the tide's kind of switching, especially with that big result that Geneva, Geneva had on Monday night. So, yeah, I mean, I think Rafa kind of described it perfectly. So look, looking at the schedule, there may not be a rematch. Um, because it looks like looking at the schedule atonement, you know, or, um, Geneva plays, uh, atonement and then new Braunfels Christian Academy on the 30th, but then it goes to that district tournament. And I, I think that's a little bit more unique where you've kind of talked about this Rafa in, in the UIL side, instead of kind of having that second, second round where, you know, right here, where. They go more into a, a district tournament, so that's where they'll probably face. Now, I don't know if, if that's at um, a, a certain, you know, if it's at just at the higher seat or if it's at a central location. That that I'm not sure because the dates are pretty quick, 8th, 12th, 15th, and 19th of uh, February. But for TAPS, and that's the reason why we really want to kind of, you know, focus on them before we get to the UIL, their season's really coming to a close in the next week or two, uh, you know, depending, depending on there before they get into that district uh, district tournament uh, for that. Is that kind of like the uh, – and, and I'm asking because I, I don't really know. Is that kind of like, uh, you know, the conference tournaments in NCAA mm-hmm. basketball? Okay. Yeah. So I, I think, with, like I said, they just do one round and then whoever wins, wins as far as the records, that's how they do the seeding. And like I said, and whoever has the highest seed more likely has home field advantage. And I think that win Geneva got Monday, you know, gets a gets them a foot into possibly hosting every single, yeah. uh, you know, uh, district uh, tournament game, and it's gonna help out help them out. You know, hopefully, like I said, for them to land that number one seed going into the playoffs. And I take it uh, New Braunfels, Christian, and, and Geneva, they still have to play? Is that what you're mm-hmm. – Yeah. When is yeah, that? They, uh, January 30th, uh, senior night oh. in in Geneva there in Bernie uh, for that year. So that okay. that is still pending. JP2 has uh, – well, actually, Geneva controls their own destiny. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow they play at New Braunfels Christian. Um, so they'll play them and then, you know, New Braunfels Christian, you know, will play Geneva. So I guess New Braunfels Christian controls their own destiny and then San Marcos Academy for, uh, for there. So, um, looks like JP, uh, JP two has got three matches, um, all away, which is kind of surprising. Uh, no, no home matches, uh, according to their schedule. So that, that seems kind of odd. For that here, but uh, I'm sure we'll get more clarification. Like I said, when next week when yeah. we speak to Geneva's coach to see what you know how the setup is first with their district and that and that tournament as well. So, yeah. But I do know that I do know that uh, this time, you know, for for uh, for taps is kind of that last two weeks of their season. Uh, you know, when it comes to that here. So, um, congrats to Geneva, though. Like I said here, the the Lady Eagles. Uh, so far on an outstanding season, I know there's two players that we're going to talk to that uh, have 
maybe at 60 and 110 goals by the time we speak to them. <laughs> they did they did have they did have a game where they put you know put put some numbers up uh, since since we last heard heard on, on discussion here. But uh, moving on to the boys here, uh, Region One, Division Two. Possibly Rafa's number one in the power ranking. I'm just gonna put that out there. Central Catholic, ten and two, three and zero in district. Uh, Houston Saint Prius, eleven and three, three and one. Saint Thomas, eleven three, eleven three and three, one and one in district. Uh, the Villages, two three and one, one and two. Antonian, who got off to that great start, and then you know I was, I was kind of promoting them to Rafa, eight five and four, oh three in district, and then Tomball. Uh, long year already, uh, but Central Catholic and the two Houston schools—that's um, going to be a dogfight to see, you know, how that finishes out. Yeah, we can say about Coach Rule, he's really his first year, to, you know, kind of not missing a beat with you know with the Central Catholic program. You know, good some good quality wins. I know they went up just a, a tough showcase of, you know, the Dallas area, you know, they got a couple losses, but hey, it's just it helps them to get better. And, and that's what they're looking for. Cause they know they have a dog fight with St. Thomas and Pius the 10th. Um, and you know, they're really gunning to get that, you know, that district title, but also get that number one seed and, and see, they'll lead them back to, to kind of the promise line, kind of back when the Jose Gallegos era, when he took them to the, those title games. So, um, yeah, a little disappointed with Antonio. I guess I had had some high hopes of them be contending this year. Uh, they're really in the, in a hole at 0 and 3, and they, they're going to have to really kind of pull some wins here, maybe some upset wins too, to try to get creep back in into the playoff spots. So January 27th, Central Catholic plays St. Thomas at 3 uh, p.m. at uh, Bob Benson 66 Stadium. February 2nd versus Antonian, and then February 9th at 7 o'clock against St. Prius. So uh, they'll have on, you know, they got Concordia Lutheran before then uh, uh, on the 26th, uh, but then three tough matches, uh, you know, all in a row that 27th, 2nd, 9th uh, for their, but all at home, all at Bob Benson. So um, they do travel to St. Thomas on February 16th. Uh, for there here, so uh, two two big matches coming up for Central Catholic that will uh, that will decide this uh, this uh, region or this district. Farming. Yeah. Moving to Region Two, Division Four. Uh, Rafa said to watch out for them, and and well, they've updated some scores, and uh, we're watching uh, Brownsville St. Joseph eight and zero, six and zero. Before it was TMI four and one because they didn't have any. Uh, you know, Brownsville didn't have anything on, on the board at the time. Rafa, you called it. Uh, Brownsville St. Joseph uh, stepped up and, and looked to be just as tough as last year. TMI still doing very well, 4-1. and one. San Antonio Christian, 3-2. and two. Uh, The boys on St. Mary's, 2-2. Two and two. And then Laredo's and St. Anthony uh, struggling in district, uh, you know, when it comes to that. And then, of course, Victoria St. Joseph. Um, no record of any results uh, from them at this point here, but uh, uh, tip of the cap to you on, on telling us, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago to watch out for Brownsville. Yeah, they, they've always since they had uh, and they started their soccer program there at St. Joseph. Uh, they haven't missed a beat. They've been one of the better competitive teams there from the South Texas area. I mean, they they can go toe to toe with like teams like Porter, Rivera. 
you know, Veterans Memorial. Um, so they, they, like I said, they have talent. They're coached well. Uh, and like I said, they're, that's, they're going to be a team to watch. And they could, this could be their year to make that run and finally get that state title. Um, I know so they still got some tough games coming up. I'm sure TMI is not going to roll over them. So it's San Antonio Christian. And then, like I said, they, they probably have something to say here. Try to kind of get a blemish on their record and still contend for, for that district title and get a higher seating. Uh, as far as the last spot, um, I, I still think St. Mary's Hall is going to get that last spot. I think they'll, they'll have, sure have no problem taking care of St. Augustine and St. Anthony, Anthony. So so the more likely those are going to be your four teams going into the task playoffs. So, and for Brownsville, <laughs> if you did want to catch them, uh, February 6th, 2 p.m. at, uh, at uh, San Antonio Christian. February 10th at 4 o'clock at San Antonio TMI. Um, and then they do also face February 13th uh, at St. Mary's uh, for that here. Um, yeah, for that here. So uh, if you did want to catch them, uh, they, they will be in town, uh, and especially that uh, TMI match on February 10th, 4 o'clock. Uh, would be probably a pretty attractive match to be able to go to because that's going to decide who wins this district. In my mm -hmm. Moving on to uh, Region 3, uh, D4. Um, I got a little bit of egg on my face because at the time when we initially did these, uh, JP2 was struggling. Now they're 4-0 in district, so that's, that's about on me. Uh, New Braunfels Christian Academy, 3-0. Uh, Geneva, uh, rough outer conference with three and one in district our lady of the heels hawks uh one and oh uh corpus christi uh ignored word and, and jp2 corpus christi oh and two um holy night still you know still a struggle in the atonement academy uh, a struggle in district but uh jp2 on the boys side has kind of stepped up from the early season struggles yeah but i, I think they recently actually um a little update. Actually, they're now four and one because uh, Geneva did beat them on Monday night, three to zero, at, at Geneva. Still hasn't and, been updated. <laughs> yeah. So, so Geneva's at four. So Geneva and Shirts are tied at four and one. Okay. Uh, we're not sure. So they're t they're tied. I'm sure. I don't know what Nebraska uh, Brothels Christian, if they have the same record or not. I don't think they've updated them yet. But yeah, Geneva uh... got a big. Well, on the website here, it's saying Geneva lost 3-0 to JP2. No, I have it right here on Twitter. So they may have it wrong on the site here. But yeah. Based on here, January 22nd, a 3-0 loss uh, for Geneva to JP2. Yeah. Yeah, Geneva took, yeah, it says here Geneva got a, a big win over JP2. So they're, those two are tied for, you know, if because uh, of virtual tied for first place in that district. So that's going to come down, like I said. Well, actually, those... they would be ahead because yeah. right now Geneva's got a yeah. loss when if they got the victory, they would be 4 0 and Shirts yeah. would be 3 and 1. So, they, so they yeah, be so they'll be ahead. And, yeah, so they're ahead and they'll be, like I said, really gunning for that number one seed to host all, all those, that, those tournament games for that, for the district tournament games as well. Um, so January 30th, they play New Braunfels Christian, um, you know, at at, uh, at Geneva School. So that, that would be a big game on mm -hmm. January 30th, uh, you know, right here, pending, you know, pending the, the result of that JP2. They played uh, New, New Braunfels Christian tomorrow um, at New Braunfels Christian uh, right here. So, uh, 
still, still some work for uh, yeah, for uh, uh, JP2 on, on the boys' side if they want to get back into it. Yeah. So I think that's it. Oh, no, there's one more, right? Yeah, that's it. So thoughts on, on just on the tap schedule, anything that kind of stands out to you? Um, I know we talked about the Geneva girls, uh, and it sounds like we need to be talking about the Geneva boys as well. Uh, before that here, which we kind of highlighted. Anybody else? Uh, the Brownsville team, uh, you know, you've been you've been promoting – and then, of course, Central Catholic, you know, is the the powerhouse. We'll, we'll we'll see when the Rafa 15 comes out uh, next week or the following week. We'll, we'll have probably to see. Probably next week. Yeah, I I got a chance to see Central in uh, uh, early January, I believe. And uh, yeah, they they're they're coming back for for a run to a deep run to state again. Um, not only are they uh, you know, got a st solid starting 11, but they also have, you know, depth, which is always what you're, you know, kind of looking for, especially um, getting later in the season and such. So um, the other thing about them, Rafa mentioned it earlier, is a, a buddy of mine, Walter, Coach Walter Rule, uh, that game actually had his 500th win. So that was pretty neat to, to be there. The stadium uh, over at Heroes announced that. Uh, and that was the game against Lee, you know, another San Antonio powerhouse. So, um, and it convinced me. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an upset. Like I said, it's, it's just two powerhouses. You know, yeah, and, and, and to be program. fair to to be fair to Lee, that was their first, uh, you know, game. game of the season, and you know, uh, so. What a what a game to go you know first for uh, open up against uh, Central Catholic right um, so you know and they they kind of hung in there at, at the first part of it but then you can just kind of see the chemistry that it was already built and developed with Central of of course you know they, their season starts you know about a month and a half that earlier points. than yeah they had seven games in yeah so you know that 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 chemistries was already kind of de uh, developed for for central catholic but uh it looks like coach coach rule has them heading in the right direction as well uh you know uh and, and it's going to be cool to see you know where where they uh where they end up this year uh i know that there's it, it almost reminds me of uh the spurs in 2014 that redemption after you know get you know losing in the finals for them, they were there. They were right there last year. And I know that the returning uh, seniors want to get back to that uh, that that state title and, and finish it off. Um, so, you know, cool. how, how do you how do you stack them up compared to like the Jose Gallegos teams that did win the state titles? Are, are they at that caliber or just or near or they're just as close to it? So to be honest, I I never saw them play again with uh with with when they had Gallegos, um you know. But I wouldn't put them up there just yet because they're you know you got to have the yeah. hardware you know. Um, so can they do it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, yet to be determined. And, and you know, also to me, they had the stronger team, um, in, in the final against I believe it was Prestonwood. But, uh, but that Preston Wood was just gritty, tough. You know, and that being said, they only had 
12 players. I think they have one bench player that, that, that game. And then it went into extra time and PKs. And so, yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, a tough, a tough finish for them. But like I said, it, it's kind of like the way the Spurs ended their 2013 season and 2014, you know, uh, they got their redemption. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's what I had to say about, um, the taps. Uh, and then, uh, the other thing was, you know, that might be a match to go watch February 10th with that Brownsville St. Joseph team coming to town against TMI. So, that would be uh, if I if I'm available, I'll definitely try to make that one. So moving on for the first year, um, we've done the bracketology for what three years, four years, uh, three years. This will be the fourth year. Uh, we're gonna try to do playoff predictions ahead of time. So we'll, I've got this on our sheet here, uh, so we'll be able to see who is right, who is wrong. Um, I will say I'm probably the one that's more of the fan. Uh, you know, I don't get out to as many games just with work and then following AJ. I know Steve and Rafa goes out and sees quite a bit. And I know Steve with his academy coaching uh, has a, has experience with a lot of uh, local players around our, our, well, our side of town, at least. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this kind of shapes out as far as the uh, predictions. I tried talking Coach Kano into doing it, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, you know he didn't want to go all Jim Harbaugh, uh, as, <laughs> as Rafa said here. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, he doesn't but, need uh, any suspensions. He's, I think no he's, no, he's no sanctions from the NCAA no. or the UIL. The UIL, yeah. Because uh, these are all so important, let me tell you. Right. <laughs> So starting out uh, for a District 26. So this is the order that it finished last year. Bernie, uh, Davenport, Fredericksburg, Wimberley, Canyon Lakes, Bandera, uh, Great uh, Hearts, uh, North, uh, North Oaks. Uh, Rafa went, uh, you want to explain yours, Rafa? Yeah, just like what Steve mentioned about, um, you know, Central Catholic's uh, redemption season. I think this is Bernie's retention season. And when we actually did get to see them play at the Alamo Heights tournament and they beat a 6A Waxahachie team and they took it, you know, it was a back and forth, but they ended up taking control. And I think, I think they they have revenge on their mind. I, I think they got the, kind of the shaft last year in that regional final, um, you know, just them playing late in that semifinal game. I don't think they were, you know, I, I think they were just kind of out of gas. I think Coach Strong, Really has them focus, and they're, they're going to repeat again as district champs. And, and they're, they're to me, they are the top team in re Region Four for for 4A. And uh, they're like I said, they're out. They're out. Like I said, they're out for revenge this year. And just keep keep an eye on them. They're they're going to do a lot of great things, you know, this coming season. And then second, Davenport. I think Davenport's great. Another great team. They're going to like I said, they're not going to roll over to Bernie. That's going to be a great matchup when they when they face each other. So hopefully we get maybe we'll get a chance to watch that game. Uh, third, Fredericksburg. I think Fredericksburg. I think they have enough talent to get you know get that third spot and then. The fourth spot, I'm going with Wimberley. I think Wimberley just has enough talent to get to get that. I think they have the slight edge over Canyon Lake, and I think they're going to get that fourth spot. I will say for Steve's, if you notice, his is in alphabetical order because his was just uh, his was because uh, originally when we did this, it was just hey, who do you think is the top four? So he just went alphabetical in a nice yeah. order, which made it real nice. 
Uh, on mine, uh, I kind of went through uh, Bernie. I think the obvious choice. I went Fredericksburg. You know, just because last year they were kind of close. Uh, so far, non-conference. That you know, they've they've done a little bit better than Davenport now. You know, Rafa will probably say, "Well, who have they played?" And and, and we'll we'll see on that here. Um, to me, to be honest with you, I went with Wimbledon just because of the tradition. You know, the the historic uh, history that they have. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Bandera sneak in for, you know, for that four slot, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on it just because they don't have, uh, have the history. And unfortunately Canyon Lake, uh, you know, just uh, off to a struggling start this year, uh, for the here so far, but Steve, you're, you're, you're four. I know it's the same of ours, but any feedback that you want to provide on yours? Yeah, I think, uh, we just have one that's different. I think it's the, uh, Canyon, Kenyon Lake for myself. Uh, oh yeah, first, you have Kenyon uh, Lake in there. That's right, you do. Instead of Fredericksburg, um, and and that's just due to the fact that I think that um, I see, saw some results for for Fredericksburg and um, for Kenyon. I, I just, uh, yeah, it was just a, a gut feeling that I had for Kenyon Lake to to get in. Of course, uh, Bernie, I've got them. Um, you know, winning the district. Uh, Wimberley, y'all, you know, uh, mentioned it earlier, you know, just they're, they're usually pretty strong as well as, uh, yeah, and, and Davenport is, you know, I think that they're, they'll, they'll be one of the top four teams in this district, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Moving on to, uh, 26 on the girls side. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Bernie, Davenport, uh, Canyon Lake, and I went with uh, Bandera uh, kind of as a surprise um, for that here. You know, uh, for that here, I know um, just to kind of be different because uh, there's always surprises, and, and uh, Bandera's had, you know, a decent year uh, for that here. Um, so. They were kind of my team over Wimberley because um, I just didn't want to be chalk like everybody else uh, for it here on, on this one here. Uh, Steve, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm going. If if I did have kind of you know a, a, to rank them, I would kind of I would probably go Bernie first. Uh, second would be uh, probably Davenport. Uh, Third would be Wimberley and then Canyon Lake. So I think that would be the way that I would kind of rank those in in uh, uh, to to get into the playoffs. But you know, you just we shall see. Rafa, yours? I, I think we may have uh, co district champs this year. Mm. I, I think I think Davenport and Bernie may may end up splitting home and home. Um, so I could see the, the the district title won by both. Uh, I do see Wimberley probably the best, best uh, third best team in that district, and then Canyon, Canyon Lake finishing off the fourth. Uh, uh, you know, Fredericksburg, keep an eye on them. They they could sneak up and get that fourth spot. I think they're going to be the dark horse of that district. Mm -hmm. But this is probably the one of the this is probably the toughest district for four A girls soccer. You know, you got you got three power uh, three powerhouses in here. Like I said, I know Wimberley's kind of a little, I know, I know re, not saying rebuilding, this is a little young, but they're still, they're still a threat. You know, they can, you know, any team can beat anybody in this district. So 
But I think in the end, I think I could end up seeing a two, uh, like I said, uh, co-district champs between Davenport and and, and Bernie. And uh, this is probably something I should have done because I know some districts don't do ties. Um, I don't know if this district does or doesn't uh, for that here. But to me, that could be a key part of who of who of how the top four shakes out of if there is any draws, um, you know, between the the top teams or you know teams at the bottom mid-tier here uh again you got two teams that uh in in this district for the girls you got two teams with davenport and bernie who actually played in the regional final last year so um you know so if, if whoever becomes whoever is second and you really want to win district right because of the fact that whoever uh, gets second and whoever gets third then has to face each other on one side of the bracket in the quarterfinal yeah and, and whereas the number one seed would have to, you know, then possibly face the fourth seed, but, you know, providing other, you know, districts, you know, uh, don't, don't knock one of these teams off. So, but yeah, you ideally want to be district champion for a couple of reasons. You want to be able to say you're district champion, but also you don't want to play a, you know, a second or a third seed uh, or, you know, in the, in the court. Well, you want to, you want to start out with that number four seed for, you know, in, in that first round anyways. Um, right. And I know that can vary right. depending yeah. on the region. Um, Cause there's some regions like this one where a four seed is probably a two or three seed or two or one seed and possibly in other districts as well. So that's, that's also a key. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true as well. And what, what may come down to also, this is probably coaching too. Uh, Davenport does have a brand new coach and, and w- We'll see right now they're seven and two, and we'll see how how they adapt to his style of play. And if they can get a piece of together, we'll see, like I said, we'll see it's com- coming up when, when they get to district. You know, we'll see how that piece is together. And who's to say the, 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 those are probably the two teams we could see in the in the regional final again? I'm, I'm sure there's a couple, you know, Callen and maybe Cooper's Christian Luna may have a little say on that, but I, I think these are probably because these are the cream of the crop teams for region four. Well, because 20, 26 plays 27, right, in the playoffs? 25 and 26. Oh, 25. Your Austin area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of 27, to me, this is when you're looking at the standings kind of a mess <laughs> when it comes to the standings right now. Uh, Steve, you want to go first? Uh, I know yours is in alphabetical order. Uh, for that here, but you want to go first and then Rafa, and then I'll finish up on this one here. So that way we rotate. Uh, who starts. Yeah. So if I was uh, ranking these, I would go, you know, Lavernia. They had a good couple seasons. Um, uh, second would, I would go to uh, Gonzalez, probably second. Kennedy, third. And the uh, San Antonio women's leadership would be uh, fourth. But, um, you know, watch out for Memorial as well. They could be, you know, another team that could maybe try to slide into the uh, playoff spot here or there. Rafa, yours? So I have, um, for me, my number one, probably the all right district chance, more likely going to be Lavernia. Um, they've, they've played a tough non-district schedule, which is only going to make them better, you know, especially if they get deep in the playoffs and they may have to, like I said, they could have a third round uh uh, game versus Bernie or Davenport. So they have, like I said, those tough games are helping them get prepared for that. And then my number two, 
I'm going to give Kennedy a slight edge over Gonzalez because Kennedy has, has played a little tougher schedule than Gonzalez. Uh, but both teams, like I said, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if those teams split, you know, home and home. And then the last, it's going to be a dogfight between those four teams, but I'm going to give Yoakum the edge. I, I think Yoakum's kind of really built their program, and, and I think they've come a long way, and I think they'll finally create through and get, get a playoff, that last playoff spot. So I went with Lavernia just because even though – their record right now, and when we go to the, the standings here, we go through real quick. Uh, they're right now technically at the bottom of, of District 27, but I think it's because of who they've played. Um, one thing that stuck with me with Rafa is with Gonzalez, just Gonzalez is, is the grit and how they play is, is a little bit unique, and especially having to travel out there. Um, it's a little bit different than playing, you know, here in, in San Antonio. Uh, so I'm with them. Kennedy, I, I think we all uh, kind of like here, maybe not as much as as uh, Lavernia, uh, but I went with Memorial. Um, but to me, it was just being honest with you, it was a pick it, you know, pick it out of the hat basically type situation, just because you know Yoko Memorial. Um, yeah, what was the other one? San Antonio Young Women's Leadership. It's going to come down who who who. Uh, to me, out of those three, who can pick up the most points? Uh, yeah. You know, out of, out of those three, four that here, but and 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 uh, ties, you know, come into play as well. You know, you you you're down a you know a goal here or there. You know, a, a ties sometimes a, a a victory. You know, just get points as much as possible, especially for those teams anywhere from three, four, five, and six. You know, you accumulate those those points to get uh, you know uh, get those those those. The points basically. <laughs> you know? Winning on the road is going to be the key. If you can sneak sneak a couple road wins or even a tie, yeah, you know that's going to come. That could really you know change a lot of things in, in the standings and, and come in the long run. And I've not seen that in the past. You know, I remember when, one year. You know, we uh, we won some pretty big uh, away games, and that really kind of propelled us again to like to get into contention for that district title. My first, you know, first year coaching. So. Um, that you keep an eye on that and see who who's gonna who is kind of like the road warrior is gonna be able to steal points for especially from the upper teams too yeah and that might come a long right. way to get sneak into the playoffs right and I'm, I mean, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call out Rafa because he went with chalk with the playoffs last year I'm just <laughs> saying you know so, you know at least me me and Steve kind of you know changed things up a little bit we, we flipped Rafa. a couple coins right <laughs> You're gonna say something before I interrupted you, uh, Steve. Yeah, no, just just saying that uh, you know I, I think it was last year where, uh, you know the, the a game like Warren and Taft where we were kind of, you know Taft was on this streak and and Warren tied him and it was like hey wow you know um, that stuff like that you know where you can earn a point you know that 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 just helps you out you know, later on in the standings and such, whereas everyone else was losing to Taft and, you know, Warren gained a point out of that. So, yeah, I mean, and and making sure that you take care of business against the teams that you, you know, should take care of business against, you know, and, and earn the three points that you feel like you should be earning the three points. So uh, just, yeah, I mean, give it all you got each and every match. It's district time. Rafa, you want to take the lead on uh... – on the uh, District 27 for the boys? Sure. Well, last year, remember, this was a dogfight. 
uh, with three teams. It, it came down to Laverne. We all thought Laverne was going to pretty much run away with it, but when just like Memorial we did this year, <laughs> yeah, like with Memorial and Kennedy dropping down from five A to four A, they they really kind of made a statement on theirs, and they came kind of came down to the last couple games and. Um, and I think Lavernia kind of learned. I think this season they've kind of learned. Okay, we are in a real competitive district. Um, but the four teams I have picked, you know, here I'm picking Lavernia to win the district. It's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight with them and Memorial. But I think they finally. I think they kind of figured them out. I think they'll get. They've had a Lavernia's got a tough non-district schedule. They're doing. They're doing well. Um, I'll pick Memorial as a second. My sleeper team for third is going to be Fox Tech. They've they've started really well this year, and I and and this and I've known the coaching staff there, and I've actually when Fox Tech started their soccer program again, they're all fresh and this year, now they're a majority juniors and seniors, so they they've got some experience, mm. and so this could be their you know don't sleep on this team, you don't take them lightly. They, like I said, this they could sneak up on you, but I think this is year they make the playoffs. I think they get the third seed. I think Kennedy last year too, they had a great run. I think maybe graduation might have hurt them a little bit, but I think they'll still get that fourth spot. And but keep an eye also on Gonzalez too. I think they're going to be they could be the dark horse, and they could you know if they can knock knock off some of the topper teams, they can probably get that last part of the playoffs. But those are going to be more four teams for the playoffs. Hey, hey, Steve, did it sound like that Rafa one in my picks where I went Lavernia, Fox Tech, Memorial, and Gonzalez? That, that's kind of what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rafa already made my story for me, so go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Now, so uh, for myself, I would I, the way I would rank them would be, uh, you know, Lavernia would be one, um, two would probably be la last year's district champion uh, Memorial, um, and then I would go three Kennedy and and Fox Tech four. So and and just you know, in regards to Fox Tech. You know they they got some some playoff exposure last year. You know I think they played was it uh, Floresville Floresville yeah, uh, and it was a four to two game. So you know for them to to get a couple goals in there, you know they they kind of got uh, a little taste for that, and uh, you know it's it's a big achievement for a school like that to to make the playoffs. But not only that, build upon that and gain that experience and bringing those you know juniors and seniors back to um you know see what they what damage they can do you know maybe it's not a four seed maybe it's a, a, a three seed or or even higher so um you know that that's that's great uh great to see that program back i remember we used to play against them and we would always have a tough i, I went to jefferson here in san antonio and we'd always they'd always give us a really good game no matter where they were on the standings so um yeah it was uh it's good to see them back. So here's a question for you, uh, Rafa. And I know last year you kind of highlighted this, but it, you know, you mentioned this 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 district was was kind of created last year, where you had what was it Fox Tech and, and Memorial that went down, or, or two teams went down, but also Kennedy, Gonzalo, or Kennedy but but also Gonzalez and and Yoka moved in. Um, you mentioned playing kind of at Gonzalez and at Yoka, kind of how. It's a little bit different than playing, you know, kind of here here in San Antonio. Can can you kind of explain that again? Because that's really kind of where I went through. Because this mm. is year two of Gonzalez in, in in this district here, so I think you know they'll be better adjusted. They'll have a better feel for 
the conference this year or the district this year compared to last year? Yeah, for them, like I said, they, they're going to have to, like I said, it more is, for them is the traveling. And I can kind of relate to them. I, I know when I was at Del Rio, pretty much when we were in district, every Saturday we were coming here for, for our away game. So, and then the North side teams will only come one time to our, to our stadium. So uh, it, for them, like I said, Gonzalez in the past, they've done well. They've they, in the other districts are when they, they've made the playoffs and actually one year they did make a deep run. They're sure they're, they're trying to kind of start kind of, you know, get things together. They have, they've had some good wins, uh, but, you know, coming, you know, going into a district here, especially with two teams dropping down from 5A to 4A, you know, it's a little tough because of, of numbers and, you know, Gonzalez is, you know, a small town because like I one one high school town, you know, not a lot of students there, maybe compared to maybe like Kennedy Memorial, or even Lavernia too, and Fox Tech. So, uh, but it, it's a, it's, it's a, this is a fun district because, you know, last year, you know, we thought, you know, one team was going to run with it, but, you know, Memorial had other thoughts, you know, and they, yeah. and they, and Memorial had Lavernia's number last year. And, uh so this year, I'm sure, like I said, Lavernia's. I think we're going to be more prepared this year, and I think they have something to prove that you know this this coming season. So moving over to District 28 boys, uh, Floresville. Um, I think I think all of us are probably going to say they're the the, the favorites here. Um, I went kind of a little bit chalk with Uvalde in the second slot, uh, Pleasanton and Hondo uh, through there. Here, I think with Somerset, Pearsall, and Poteet, still young programs. Um, that are still kind of finding their way uh, for you know for that here, um, but uh, like I said, I know that's that's how I went. I went yeah, I went the Rafa route and looked at who was there last year. Um, haven't seen a lot of the the development, um, you know, from year to year. That historical for Somerset and Poteet, and this is year two for Pearsall. And you know, remember Pearsall last year didn't play a non-conference schedule and they just started in, in district, which I think put them a little bit behind uh, the things here. Um, <coughs> looking at this year, they did play one game, which I guess is an improvement, but uh, you know, like I said, so it'll, you know, to me, it'll be kind of interesting to see if any, you know, Somerset, Pearsall or Poteet can, can make the top four, you know, can make the top four, but to me, I think we're probably still at least a year or so away out from that. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, so for, uh, if I was to rank these uh, high schools, it would probably be Floresville one. Um, yeah, Pleasanton two. Somerset three, and you, the, the way it is. So uh, just... Floresville, I, I've had experience against playing playing against them. They've got a uh, – I want to say it's a, a newer club uh, out there called uh, FTK, Flowtown Kicks. So, um, you know, one of my teams last year played against them in uh, one of the uh, – one of the, the – uh, the Sasso League here in, here in San Antonio. So, you know, they've got some good players over there over in Floresville. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that they, you know, won district last year and uh, faced off against Fox Tech in that first round. So um, I've got Floresville one. Uh, Pleasanton is actually, they've had a soccer program for the, over there for close to like 20 years. I know uh, like a league, I should say, I don't know if their high school has been 
playing for that long, but I know that they're, they've had a soccer league out there for, you know, going on 20 plus years. So, you know, they've got a lot of experience out there and, and built a little bit of a soccer community. Um, Somerset is, is uh, one of the ones that, uh, you know, I kind of uh, put out there um, just due to the fact that I, I don't feel like some of these newer high schools are, are there yet. So, um, you know, Somerset's kind of been around for a little bit. So I, I put them in there and then um, Uvalde as well. So, um, yeah. And Uvalde, are they the Lobos or the Coyotes? I guess it's kind of the same thing. Uh, the girls are the Lobos and the boys are the Coyotes. Oh, okay. okay. I'll get that corrected. Rafa, your thoughts? Yeah, the the... I have Florida as a favorite, uh, uh, you know, being a, uh, you know, they did move down from 5A to 4A, you know, so they have numbers, you know, they, they probably have depth as well too. So I'm going to give them the edge. Just a little slight edge over Pleasanton because Pleasanton does have, you know, tradition of having a, you know, a soccer program. I'm not saying an established soccer program, but they've had soccer for a while. So it would be interesting for when those two play each other. Uh, number three, I have Ovalde. Even though the record right now might not speak for itself, but they do play some tough teams, and I think that what gets them ready, and they usually get into. You know, like I said, they'll make they'll make a run, they'll get a third seed, or they'll get surprised sometimes a second seed, and then the fourth one, um, third year in existence, I think Hondo get you know gets gets in. I think I think they have the slight edge. Um, if you look at Somerset, Somerset's really struggling right now, and uh, I, I think Hondo's got to kind of keep wins and. I think maybe this is their breakout year. You know, they should be, like I said, three, three years, have some experience on that team, you know, and I know me and Harry went out to go see them there. They, year one. they had some raw talent. You know, there was some raw talent on that team. They just, you know, getting their, you know, getting a little polished and here and there, you know, they can make some noise. And so, and I, I just don't see much as far as with Pearsall and Poutine yet. I don't think they're just there yet. And, but hopefully they'll they'll will you know in the near future and especially with the you know who knows with the coming realignment what's going to happen now. But so those are my four picks. So moving on to the ladies, uh, I think you're up first here, Steve, uh, as far as for uh, twenty uh, district uh, twenty eight girls. Okay, so for them, I've got. Um, let's see if I was to rank them. Uh, let's see here. I'd probably go. Floresville first, Uvalde second, Somerset third, and Pleasanton fourth. Uh, and I'm not too too familiar with uh, with this district on the girls' side, but um, you know, just kind of based on uh, some of the stuff that I kind of looked over, this is that's kind of the the way I would go with them. So uh, I went uh, Pleasanton. Um, just because I think out of conference, they're playing 500, which I think for 4A school is, is good. Um, Uvalde historically has been very good the last couple of years within this, uh, you know, within this district. Um, Hondo, we saw some some growth last year, and this being the third year uh, from them, you know, because we, we went and saw the double header. Uh, and, but like I said here, they're through there. Um, and then I went with Floresville, uh, like I said here, just, you know, looking at the, for me, just looking at the outer, outer, outer conference, um, cause Pearsall and Poteet as have yet to get a win. 
Um, and Somerset's already in double-digit losses, you know, you know uh, for that here. So um, I went with Floresville, but uh, like I said, I, you know, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not so I'm, I'm not I don't, don't really yeah I wouldn't bet the house on it by any means. Yeah. But uh, like I said here, to me, I, I, I feel very confident about Pleasanton Uvalde. How they finished one or two, Rafa probably could you know break that down a little bit more. Um, but three, four, five, you know, like I said here, I'm not sure Pearson Poteet once again through there, but three, four, five, uh, like I said here, I, you know, I think it's probably a take your pick, right, Rafa? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, this district, like I said, has been dominated by Uvalde and, and actually Pleasanton too. So those are probably your top two programs there. Uh, I'll give the slide edge to Uvalde, but don't be surprised if there's a split here, in the, you know, home and home. You know, Pleasanton wins at their place. Well, it wins at theirs. They split the district title. Floresville, I think they're they'll be they'll be in the hunt. Um, I know a couple of years ago they had a big playoff win when they were in five eight, knocking off uh, uh, Steve's all Lamar Modern at Jeff, which we actually we picked Jeff to win that game, but that we were surprised. <laughs> about. Yeah, we were surprised. Yeah, I tell you, talked to some parents from the Jeffs, and they were just like not prepared for that for that game. Yeah, so that was but a shock. I think Florida, yeah, and Flor- uh, but Flores, well, I think they get the third spot. And then the fourth spot, I'm going to give it a Hondo. I, I think they just have a little bit more than Somerset and, and, and Poteet and, and Pearsall. So those are going to be your four teams. But I could, I could see maybe a, a split district title here between Ovalde and Pleasanton. So moving to 5A, um, for that here, uh, we'll start out with uh, 5A, 26, the ladies. Uh, who wants to go first on this one here? Because this is the powerhouse of all powerhouses uh, of districts. I, I can go first. This, this is the Grupo de la Muerte <laughs> here in region, region 4 for 5A. Um, and last year was a barn burner. It, it kept you in suspense. And I, I know talking to Coach Connor last year, it was, it was kind of back and forth and but this year, I'm, I'm going to go as far as those are the four teams I think that are going to make the playoffs. But as far as your district champ, I'm actually this year, I think they've learned how to play. I think they finally got the experience. I think they learned a lot from last year. But I'm going to go with with Piper Warrior, Lady Warriors. I think they went the district title. It's going to be close. Um, second, I think it's Spencer Valley. I know they lost a couple of key players, but I think they're still going to be in contention. Um, I would have had Canyon up maybe in the top, maybe also probably in the top two, but Canyon did lose their leading scorer, and I think she transferred to Alamo Heights, so I'm sure Alamo Heights haven't enjoyed having her on the, on the squad. So, But I think still Canyon still has enough firepower to get into the playoffs. And then the fourth will be Bernie Champion. Um, they have a new coach, coach there. Um, recently I saw that they had a 2-2 tie with McAllen, which is one of the powerhouses of 5A girls soccer in the Valley. Um, and that, I was I was a little surprised there that you know play, it was a home game for champion. I thought they would they were actually winning that game, but I think McAllen won, tied it up in the last few minutes in, the, in that game. So those are those are going to be my four teams going into the playoffs. Yeah. So right. last year, oh, go ahead here. You can go ahead. Okay. So last year, um, you know, Smith, like Rafa mentioned, Smithson Valley took it, but for myself, I would I would. I'll pretty much do yeah i would do it the same way i would rank them the way same way uh rafa did i I would go piper uh taking district this year um smithson valley coming out second 
uh, Canyon third and Bernie champion fourth. Yeah. So I went a little bit different and the different is I went Kerrville Tyvee. Um, okay. Yeah. Last year they had a disappointing year. Um, you know, uh, for here, you know, missed the playoffs here and, and me and Rafa kept thinking, Hey, they're going to make a run. They're going to make a run. They didn't do it. So, you know, just, just so that we're not all chalk. I, I went Kerrville Tyvee just to say, you know, through here. But well, it, they were they were point. only one game out of the playoffs. Yeah. So they were they were right there. But but, but they were camping. slow, but it was yeah. late when they closed that gap though. Um uh, for because they got off to a real slow start. Um Bernie Ch- to me it's a flip of the coin. Um I went Kerrville Tyvee just so that way we're not all all chalk uh with it because I do think Kerrville Tyvee is a quality program as well. Um and, and like I said here, this this is you know, you any of these five teams, you know, Kerrville, Bernie Champion, Piper, Canyon, you know, Smithson Valley, if they were in any other district, they all would make the playoffs, I, th- I think, through there just with this district here. One gets left out. Um, this year I went Bernie Champion, uh, you know, just, you know, kind of looking at their record right now. And I know, hey, don't get fooled by the record uh, for it here. But, uh, you know, th- you know, that was the flip of the coin here where, you know, just just being honest with you is like, hey, I don't want to be like Rafa and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like I like that uh, you threw that through Kerrville. I, I, I there. think there's a big pressure on Bernie Champion on their new coach. I think she's got some big shoes to fill, and, and they and, and they struggled last year. And as for, especially the year before, they had that big you know that big run. Remember, they knocked off Dripping Springs to yeah. get into the state tournament. Um, you know, this, this is a pressure for them. And, if, you know, if they don't deliver and get into the playoffs and go a couple deep, you know, playoffs, you know, rounds deep, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of <laughs> angry, you know, parents <laughs> over there as far as, as far as with the, you know, who they hire. So, but I mean, like I said, it may come down, if Kerbo can kind of get hot and get, steal some points on the road, that's a big thing. Can they steal points on the road? If they can get a tie here or get us a, a, a close win, that could probably end up helping them get into get that you know the fourth spot or even even the, th- the third spot. I will say they did lose their opening match of district, so that doesn't help me out right now. But <laughs> yeah. but you know who's in your corner with the, with these picks, Harry is uh, Johnny Menzel. You know if he's watching out there, he he's got your back on these picks. Uh, <laughs> so on the on the boys' yeah. side here, uh, I went Piper Bernie Champion. Kerrville and uh, uh, Canyon. I left out Smithson Valley, which is probably crazy talk, but uh, just in hearing some of the rumblings from Rafa, um, I went with Kerrville Tyvee just because, hey, their outer conference record, you know, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's, you know, we got seven wins already. Um, haven't, I haven't heard of any possible drama uh, with, with with them, and I'm not saying there is drama, but just uh, some of the feedback uh, that, that I've got here and some of you know, from not only from Rafa but others that one team's getting left out, and I put Kerrville Tyvee again, so I guess I'm part of the Johnny, uh, Johnny Manziel bandwagon, so <laughs> number two. <laughs> but to me, I, I'm interested to see Piper. Uh, like I said here, uh, I, I think – Piper can can you know because they had I think this is the one where they had had the lead and then they fell late in the year right where they were leading yeah. 
and then they ha- had to play the tough games and they slipped down to third. Um, I, I wonder if they can finish the job, finish the job this year. And then obviously burning champion, solid Canyon, solid, uh, you know, for that year. But to, to me that, that fourth slot is going to come down between Kerrville, Tyvee or Smithson Valley um, based on performance. And, and uh, they got a draw to start off uh, district play between Kerrville and Smithson Valley. Uh, I'm not sure where it was played at, but I do know that there was a, you know, they drew each other this first round. So if it was at Smithson Valley, it's good for me. Yeah, I was going to do my ranking. So I, I would go Piper first. Um, I would go uh, Bernie Champion second. Um, and then third would be Smithson Valley. And fourth would be uh, New uh, Canyon, New Braunfels. Well, New Braunfels Canyon or Comal Canyon would be the fourth. Um, so yeah, I think this is the year Piper's, you know, finishes uh, district champion and uh, you know knocks off. I think it was uh, yeah, Bernie Champion that was the yeah. district champion last year. So yeah. I think it's Piper's turn here. Yeah, my my picks. Um, I have Piper win, uh, winning the district title. I, th- I think I think they learned a lot from last year because they were still a young program, you know, still young players. I think now they have the experience, and we did see them play at at the Alamo Heights tournament, and they they, they look they look solid. They beat a really good uh, and physical uh, Cedar Park team, you know. So I was impressed by what they did there. Uh, my number two is going to be Bernie Champion. Uh, a little bounce back from them from the year before they had some setbacks and it actually in the beginning scene looked it looked it looked kind of bleak because they lost some some non-district gains that they shouldn't have but they're able to get it piece it together and make that run for the district titles but i have them at number two um three this is a toss-up uh, it can go either way between canyon or Spencer valley uh canyon's gonna have to replace nico sellers you know <laughs> they he, he, I mean, just a beast of a of a goalkeeper, and you know, he's you know, shout out to him out there, and you know, he he really did a lot, you know, kept them in, in the games, especially like that playoff game too. You know, he kept them in that playoff game. So, but I'm gonna give Kenyon the edge, and then Swinson Valley, like I said, I did see him play too. Um, I think they lost him some little some experience there, like as far as maybe still a young team, but still talented. So those are going to be my my four teams going into the playoffs for District 26. Moving on to District 27, boys. Um, I went with Alamo Heights, um, MacArthur, Jefferson, and Edison. Uh, pretty much went chalk as, as last year with the exception. Um, I dropped uh, Ed, Edson down two slots. Um, and, and slid up uh, MacArthur and, and Jefferson, um, just just for you know just just, you know, just to have some some differences because there is going to be differences. It's it's not going to match with what it did last year. Um, I just think Alamo Heights right now is still the class of, of District Twenty Seven. Yeah, I, I think for this year title, I know I know Alamo Heights did get upset last year by Edison. But they were able to still win a district title, so they're still. I think they're the favorites to win this district. And then the other three spots in the playoffs, I think it's going to come down to maybe four teams. Um, I'm going to give the edge a little bit to Jeff. They're coached well. 
Uh, the one team that's kind of been making noise has been Lanier. Keep an eye on them. They, you know, they had a big win last night. Um, they got some goal scorers on that team. I don't think, I know two years ago they were, they had a, another good team, but they kind of, uh, you know, kind of kind of splashed out on that first round of the playoffs against Harlandale. But I think I think this is the year that I think they kind of get it together, make make you know, kind of push. Push the Alamo Heights to a little bit of the limit, and then the fourth spot, I think it'll come down to Edison and MacArthur. But I'm going to give Edison the edge. Yeah, I've got Heights. Um, so last year it was, uh, I think it was Alamo Heights mm-hmm. first, Edison second, MacArthur third, and Brackenridge actually got fourth over yeah. Jefferson. Um, so this year I've got Heights first. Um, I've got Jeff coming back, my alma mater. I've got them uh, finishing in second place. Um, and, and they've just played uh, Alamo Heights. They, uh, Alamo Heights beat them 1-0. Alamo Heights already beat Edison 2-1. to um, So Alamo Heights is, is really the, the front runner. They already started off on the, on, the, on the right foot. But that being said, you know, look out for Jefferson and Edison to make adjustments in that second round match mm-hmm. when they play, you know, Alamo Heights. And we met a gentleman over at um, the Alamo Heights tournament. You know, he was, he was letting us know that, you know, they have a really good solid 11, but they don't really have that uh, a solid striker, you know, and, and, and the, and the goal scorers, right. You know, um, they'll probably put some goals on some of the other teams within the district, but you know, those Jefferson Edison, Brackenridge Lanier games are going to have to find, you know, uh, goal scores. And, you know, with all the games that they've got in district, you know, what, 16 games in district, it's not always going to uh, fall in your lap each and every every game. So they really got to try to find, you know, that that goal, that go-to player goal scorer to, you know, number nine to kind of finish it off. So uh, and then my fourth team is that I've got is, is uh, the old uh, Northeast uh, team. Uh, MacArthur to to get into the playoffs. So, but like Rafa mentioned, I mean, you've got your Lanier's, you got your Brackenridge, you got your your Burbank, and even Sam Houston. You know that we saw made a good run a couple years ago. That it's going to be interesting. You know, no, when you look at these districts, don't just like oh who who's going to win the district. Well, there's also you know you're you're playing for uh, rights to get into the in into the playoffs. So. You know, it, it's not just about who's number one, but it's also two, three, and four to get into the big dance. So that's what you want to punch your ticket into the big dance to get into the big tournament. So, uh, you know, these races for, you know, second, third, fourth, and, you know, all the way down down the line here, that's what you're trying to, you know, th- those are the, the, the cool things that we, you know, us soccer nerds like to see is, you know, those matchups as well. You know the 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 Jefferson and Lanier games, and you know not just the the top teams uh, for each and every district. But yeah, no, this is this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun district to follow. So uh, District Twenty Seven girls, uh, we'll let you go first on this one, Steve, because uh, you know I, I'm kind of biased to a certain team on this one here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, so- unlike Coach Cano, unlike somebody else uh, below me. Um, 50-50 podcast. I picked both the boys and girls on MacArthur. I'm just, just yeah, out there. yeah. Well, if, if I think if uh, Hector was on the 
the the pod he would probably blow that horn right that <laughs> so uh but uh but yeah no i uh if i'm ranking these i've got heights uh girls uh number one in in this district and um you know really strong i think uh from what i've seen you know uh macarthur the girls team finishing second um and with the team that usually is kind of up there in second place. Jefferson, I've got them falling down to third, and then I've got Edison would, would probably be fourth. Um, but, yeah, look for, you know, uh, MacArthur to make some moves in, in this district as well. So for me, like I said here, I wanted to put MacArthur number one just for Coach Cano, but uh, just couldn't do it, man. Uh, I need at least at least a year there to to, to see the magic of Coach Cano, uh, you know, with with MacArthur. Uh, so Alamo Heights number one, MacArthur, uh, Jefferson, I think solid top three. Um, four, I know Edison's probably the 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 favorite, um, but I went with Highland Owls just you know kind of as a, as a different pick uh, for you know for that here. I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, somebody new get into it, but uh, you know, like I said here, so far two and one in district, same as Edison. Uh, but uh, you know, I'd like to see the the Lady Owls, you know, make a run uh, in into the playoffs and, and and share some of that playoff love. But you know, between you know, between the, the yeah, they just they, they were seven. fifth last year, so they were yeah. right there on the cusp of uh, of getting in. Rafa, so I have Alamo Heights as one. Like I said, I think, I think they're just the class of, of this district. Um, number two, I'm going with MacArthur. Um, like I said, I, I, I think, you know, I think Coach Connell's really, you can tell the the last, especially the last two games, he's really kind of gotten the best, you know, really gotten the best of the play out of them. They've already scored, I think, 19 goals yeah. <laughs> in the last two in games district. and for district yeah. games. Yeah. And, and then and they had a tough, you know, non-district series too. They played some some good teams and you know, maybe not. I know he. I'm talking to him. You know, or, you know, some of the results were kind of gone either way, but they were competitive. So, um, and like I said, I did see him play against when they played against uh, Roosevelt and uh, good squad. You know, I, I think they have a good shot to make some noise and even maybe go into a couple uh, playoff rounds. Uh, three, I'm gonna give it to Jeff. I, I think they've uh, last night they did lose to Alamo Heights. They lost five zero last night to them. Um, I think they've kind of maybe lost a couple of key players there, but I think they'll still they still yeah, have yeah. enough to get into 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 the playoffs. And then number four, I'm I'm going to go with Edison. Um, Edison does have some good, good talented players. Um, I think I think they just have a little edge more than maybe than Highlands and maybe than Burbank. And you know it could be down to those three teams. You know as far as getting that fourth spot, but I'll, I'll give Edison the edge on the fourth spot. So this is the hairy bracket here. Uh, Southwest is is my favorite uh, team to talk about here for many many years. Uh, we'll start out with the uh, Lady Lady Dragons. I mean District Twenty Eight uh, Southwest. Uh, I still got number one. Um, although Medina Valley is closing and, and they are closing in a hurry, and and this goes for both the boys and the girls side. Um, Harlandale, and then I went with Southwest Legacy. Uh, as far as for that fourth slot here, um, I know McCollum's looking pretty good. I know Harlandale, um, and then uh, what's the other one? That... Yeah, McCollum's the one that that I left out. I know Rafa, you have them in. 
but uh, to me, I like you know, like Southwest. But to me, it's it's a flip of the coin between them and and, and uh, McCollum. Uh, Steve, you, it looks like here you kind of went with the the same four that I did. Your thoughts on 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 the, the four selections that that you and I, which will be a hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I actually got this catch a little bit of the uh, Southwest and uh, O'Connor girls game. So uh, it was, I think it was 3-0 O'Connor. This was a, um, a couple Fridays ago and uh, in the Southwest uh, uh, tournament. So uh, I've got, I'm going to go with, um, let's see here. I'm going to go Harlandale, number one. I'm going to go Southwest, two. Southwest Legacy, three. And I'll go Medina Medina Valley, four. So um, I wasn't – I saw some good things, some some real, some real good things from, from the Southwest girls. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Um, but um, I know uh, Harlandale's got a pretty good pedigree as far as on their, their girls and their boys – side so um that's that's why i'm i would go with uh harlandale uh yeah, yeah taking the district but yeah Rafa. Oh. I, I have like i said uh, i have southwest as one but maybe one a i i i think this could be uh, i could see a split district title with them in medina valley i think medina valley this could be their coming out party before they go move up to six A next year, and last year they played they played them tough. And this could this like I said this could be their year. I know they Medina Valley uh, Medina has played kind of a little little tough, tougher schedule because they understand what they you know what they're going up against. Um, but like I said, I'm still giving the edge to Southwest for the district title. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a split title here. You know, between them and then number three, um, I think same thing too. This could be us also a split between McCollum and Harlandale. I, I think those two programs are, are, are good, are good up and coming programs. They got some talented players. I've seen McCollum play in the past. Uh, they got some great, you know, great players. I remember they had a, a, a one of the playoff games I saw covered a couple of years ago. You know, you know, great, great squad. So those are probably you know two teams. I'll give McCollum the edge as far as the third spot, and then again Harlandale will get the fourth spot. And Coach Cano, yes, this thing is on. Your ears must have been burning because we just talked about uh, your program here and um, how I supported your school um, on, on McCollum. Rafa, you know, if you go back and rewatch, man, not not not, a, not so much here, but uh, uh, we're all good. And then uh, keep a close eye on McCollum. They'll throw a monkey wrench in this district dark horse uh, right here. You know, so just uh, you know, food for thought here from uh, Coach Cano here. Uh, moving to the 28 boys, uh, like I said here, um, I'll go because this is my favorite district, Southwest. Uh, I still have number one. Uh, Medina Valley, though, you know, they may they haven't played the same schedule as Southwest, so I think this is going to be the discussion uh, for Rafa as, hey, the record looks great, but, but Southwest, you know, stepped up in competition like he's asked. Harlandale. And to be honest with you, for the fourth one, I flipped between uh, Southside and and uh, Eagle Pass. Eagle Pass. Uh, CC win. I went with Eagle Pass just because I think 
you know, like I said, with the travel, you know, for them, they are, at least when I've been following, they've been pretty competitive, uh, but it wouldn't shock me if it's Southside that gets in over them on the fourth slot. Uh, but I did go with, with Eagle Pass, uh, CC Wing, uh, the Mavericks here, because they did follow uh, follow me uh, for a period of time. So. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, so I've, I've uh, gone out and seen Southwest uh, in that, that tournament that they were in. And they are just, man, that, that's probably the probably the best team that I've seen so far this year. Um, the parent that I was talking to, she was like, well, they're really on tonight. Um, so, you know, there's there's games where they're, I guess, a little maybe maybe some inconsistency where they're on one night, maybe off another night. Uh, I know that they kind of got roughed up early in non-district against, uh, you know, Pflugerville Connolly. But, um, you know, they put, they put some good results together here. So, uh, but speaking of district, it's, they, they should be able to take care of business, uh, probably even win the district three-fourths of the way into district play, uh, and then start preparing for playoffs. Uh, second place, I've got Medina Valley. They've got a good, solid program going over there, um, a good coach from coach what Payne. I've – yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they've got a good, good thing going on over there, a true soccer coach. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I like the stuff that they're doing over there at Medina Valley. Uh, and I've actually got a, uh, one of my boys that I coach, he, he plays there for their, their JV squad. So, um, but that being said, yeah, I, I really like what they're doing out there in that, uh, with that program. Uh, third, I would go Southwest legacy. Um, and then fourth, I would go uh, Harlandale. Harlandale. So that's the way I would rank them. So, Rafa, I feel like this is going to be a conversation from a couple of years ago about Medina Valley, where they've got the great record. But who have they played? Yeah. Uh, as far as with the tops, top spots, it's going to be Southwest. It's been the Southwest Invitational in the last few years. Um but they, they may be a little vulnerable because they, they do have only three seniors on that squad. And, you know, they did get hammered by that Conley team and they did lose Ron Rock. And, but, you know, you got to play the best in order to be the best. And, and I'm sure they learned from those, those games, but they had a big one. Uh, I think last night, I think they knocked off Laredo Alexander. I think they knocked him out, I think six zero. So good bounce back for, you know, statement game for them. So, uh, so I, I think, expectations are high for them because they did make it to the regional semifinal, you know, because they did lose to, to Sherry land. Um, we ended up going to, to state, uh, but I mean, could this be the year they make another run, get to, you know, get to the, to the, you know, to the regional tournament and finally get through and get to that state tournament. We'll, we'll see. But I, I think they have the players like Steve mentioned, they're, they're very talented. I, I think they're going to have, they should have no problem winning this district. The the set the the other three spots. Um, I know last year, remember how we talked about this? Harlandale had an undefeated record for a while, mm -hmm. but then they ran into Southwest and they got <laughs> humbled pretty quick. So, um, and, and then maybe that's the same, kind of this. Maybe it'll be the same story with Medina Valley. Like I said, they have a good record, but they haven't played maybe the level of competition that Southwest has. 
And like I said, this is their kind of the last hurrah here before they move up to 6A next year, and they'll be entertaining some of the Northside schools. Um, and I, I think they'll, like I said, I think I'm going to give them the edge as far as the second spot, but I think it's going to be a battle between them and Harlandale. But also keep an eye out on that Southside team. Southside actually beat Lavernia last night, and, and and that it's a big win for you know for Southside, and, and they could be the kind of like the little boogeyman in the Zill District and make if you, they could catch you on the on them. You're having a bad night, they may go onto your place and steal a point or may steal a win. So, but I think those are gonna, those are going to be my four teams that are going to make out of out of twenty eight five eight as far as making the the playoffs. So moving to 6A, uh, we're going to start in, with the boys, District 27. I have no clue. Um, looking at the schedules here, I, you know, I, I just, you know, not a lot of games have been played by Cibolo Steel, although they're undefeated. Um, I went with New Braunfels as the, as the first team, Shirts Clemens. Cibolo uh, Steel and San Marcos, but to be honest with you, I, I don't know. <laughs> this this one is this is one of the, when I was talking to you about districts where I have zero clue mm -hmm. on on. I get you could make a case for probably any of these six teams to make the playoffs. I think it's I think it's that even of a conference or there's no powerhouse like there used to be. I know Shirts used to be uh, the powerhouse, but the last couple of years the programs here the the results haven't quite been there as well, uh, in in my opinion. You know, for what they're what they're looking for here. Um, you want to go next, Rafa, or you want Steve to sure. go next? I, I can go. Um, I, I, even though the, the the record doesn't reflect on it, I still think Clemens is, is the team to beat in this district. They they've played some powerhouses, and but and they've been in those games, and and that's the whole point of playing like you know those show those big. Uh, big showcases is to can you hang with these powerhouse teams from the Dallas area, from the Houston area, Austin? Um, it's only going to prepare them ready for, for district play. So I'm going to give the edge to Clemens. It's going to come down to them and probably New Braunfels. New Braunfels, like I said, another thing, I know the record's not, you know, not pretty, but they're playing tough teams, you know, and they're still playing non-district games too because of playing in a 16 district. So they don't they won't start district. I think close to a, I think the beginning of February. So they have some key. I know there's a key matchup. I think um, I think Steel's playing like I think San Angelo Central, which means you've got to see them play in the that San Angelo Central team, which they had a lot they had a lot of talent as well. Um, I think New Braunfels got some key games coming up too. Um, so I think those are my top two teams for that district. Three, three will probably be Steel, and then number four will be uh, more likely Judson. I think Judson's got a little bit more than San Marcos in East Central. I know East Central got, I think, snuck in last year, but I think this is Judson's year to get the first spot. Steve? Yeah, so for myself, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to have Clemens, but I'm going to have – I've got Steel right on their, right on their tail. For me, so I've got Steel second. Um, they put some good results, even including last. Uh, I think it was last night, uh, big mm -hmm. nine to two win, right against Davenport. Uh, yeah. From what I saw, so uh, I mean that's kind of impressive. That's a head turner right there. So, uh, but um, you know they, they've they've had some some good non district matches so far. So 
Uh, I'm going to have them over New Braunfels. I got New Braunfels uh, finishing third here. Um, and then I've got uh, San Marcos just beating Judson on that, uh, that fourth spot uh, to get in. Is there any team that you think that couldn't make the playoffs on here? Because I know there's some that you look at in, in – you know, I hate to say it, but they really don't have a chance. But this this one's is six deep, where you can make an argument for either any of the six to at least get into that four slot, right? Yeah, and I I think that this it's 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 pretty open on the bottom half. Uh, I think any of these six teams can, you know, get in. Um, you know, East Central is usually a team that historically they they've they've got some good years and then they've got some not so mm -hmm. good years. Uh, Judson's another team where they've had some. Excuse me, some really good teams and you know not so good teams, but the the Clemens, the New Braunfels, those are the teams that are. I mean, you can almost stamp them into the playoffs each and every year. I think mm -hmm. Hector's talked about um, you know having a, a really good you know the word he uses is culture, and so I think the Clemens, the uh, the New Braunfels, you know Steel. you can pretty much yes Steel as well you know stamp them in almost almost each and every year just based upon their 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 strong culture that they've got and then you've got other programs like we mentioned east central judson that you know one year they're good another year they're, they've got to rebuild and you know it, it it goes like that with some high schools so well steve we'll let you start with uh 27 girls uh you have east central uh judson new braunfels uh, steel uh, how do you, how do you, uh, order them up there for you? Yeah. So I've got, um, I'll kind of go backwards here. So I'll go fourth. I, I would go, uh, Judson. Um, I'll do third place would be East central. Um, I'm going to go steel second and new Braunfels first. Um, so, you know, new Braunfels was the, district champ last year so i've got them running it back again um this year and um yeah and steel's got you know that that uh that culture that pedigree that they've got each and every year there you can almost you know stamp them and up there as well as new brothels so um but yeah that, that's the way i would go with this district i went with steel uh clemens new Braunfels, san marcos um, I think the top three are pretty solid uh, as far as the order that they come in. You know, you could probably argue a little bit about that. Um, I went with San Marcos, uh, or, yeah, San Marcos over uh, Judson, uh, kind of a flip of a coin, but I, I just think, you know, just uh, the history of, of San Marcos, uh, you know, is, there's more consistency than there has been with Judson so far. Yeah, for, for my picks, uh, I think, I think this is a three-team race for the district title between New Braunfels, Steele, and Clemens. Uh, I actually got to see Clemens play against Harlan. I was, I was impressed by Clemens. Uh, very efficient attack. Very good forward. Very physical. Um, I know Steele, I saw them last year when they played Los Fresnos. They struggled, but I think they kind of got a piece together this year. Um and the New Braunfels, like I said, like I said, they, they usually play the tough teams. They go to the tough district showcases, tournaments. So these three teams are always battle tested. So it's going to come. 
it's like I said, it's a three-three three-team battle, kind of like what we had with the with twenty-nine six A with like with a Brennan O'Connor and Taff. It's gonna like I said, we'll see who ends up. But I'm gonna give the slight edge to New Braunfels, uh, and then Steele, and then Clemens, and then the fourth spot. I'm gonna give it to Judson this year. So I'm gonna let Rafa uh, start first on this next next district. Uh, Ooh. Twenty-eight girls, uh, and I'm gonna have him do the twenty-eight boys first as well, just because it, it's it's yeah. it, it's probably one of the toughest districts in the state, uh, oh, in yeah. my opinion. You know, you could argue Fort Worth area. Don't get me wrong; there's a couple up there, but yeah. And then this year you got a couple also dark horses on both sides. You know, both the boys and the girls. But here with the girls, um, my four teams. I'm going with Johnson. I think they're the clear favorite for the district title. But keep an eye on Reagan. Reagan's undefeated. And and they've got some big wins. You know, not saying Johnson hasn't gotten some big wins, but Reagan's got some big wins, you know, out in that 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 Woodlands tournament. Um, another team that I'm, I also was impressed because I got to see them like, when they scrimmage against Coach Connelson and Mark Arthur team was the Lee girls. They were actually the team to beat last year. You know, they had a hot start and then something happened and they basically yeah. kind of fell apart and they were able to get into the playoffs, but they, were, they just couldn't get it. I think this year they're focused and ready. They're going to be a dangerous team. Like I said, they're going to give Reagan and Johnson a run for their money on here for that, you know, for that top spot. And then the fourth spot, you got some contenders here. Um, I went with Clark. Coach Riggers has a really established program there. She's been there for a while, you know, and I, I think they, her experience has, has enough, I think, to get the Lady Cougars there, that fourth spot. But also, but keep an eye, keep an eye on Madison. You know, they they could sneak in and get that, you know, that fourth spot too as well, maybe even Brandeis too. So, but I'm going to give the edge. I think the Clark going to get that fourth spot. So, for me, and the reason why I'm piggybacking off of that, so I think the top three, Lee, Johnson, Reagan, you could flip a coin to figure out who's going to finish first. I went with Lee um, just because I think they underperformed last year, but Johnson's right there, Reagan's right there. I went with Madison because right now they're 3-0 and in district where Clark is 1-2. and And to me, where you know, I know it's still a long ways to go, but having two games to make up yeah. in this in this district can be very challenging, you know, you know, for that, especially if you're that four seed where where you've got the to me the three elite teams, and then you've got you know Reagan, uh, pardon me, you've got Madison, you've got you know Clark, um, Brandeis, I think is still uh, solid as well uh, of a program. Uh, so I, I think to me, like I said here. Since Madison's got off to that three and zero start in district, that's why I put them in as the as the fourth seed. But you know, it, go figure on 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 who's going to get the fourth seed. Uh, I'm pretty pretty sure on the top three, with that fourth one, Clark, Madison, or or Steve put in Brandeis. Yeah, so I've got um, Johnson winning winning district here, and and Reagan with a close second. Following them up on uh, right, right on on uh, the district title. So, uh, yeah. So one Johnson, two Reagan. I'm gonna go three with Clark. Uh, I know Brandeis has not gotten off to a 
good start so far, but I could, you know, they were right there. Like it went down to the final district match last year. So I've got them sliding in. Uh, but yeah, like, like Rafa had mentioned earlier about Lee, you know, they got started on the right foot last year and, you know, um, you know, undefeated, you know, in, in their That's district. That's some big wins too. They knocked off yeah. Johnson, remember? Some, some great results. And then something, you know, the, the wheels just fell off the wagon towards the end. And, you know, we were kind of like, wow, you know, we, we didn't know what happened. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think that, uh, you know, this, it's even district, I, like champion first place, I think it's, it could be a toss up. You know, it's this, like Harry had mentioned, it's one of the toughest districts in the state. So um, you've got, yeah, it, it, but it's basically going to come down to six teams. Um, I don't see Marshall, Churchill, Roosevelt um, contending for a playoff spot. So, uh, but that being said, you you know, they're, they're coming out to play each and every match and, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, bring your B B game against them. You got to bring your A game each and every match. But that's where like, and this happens on the boys and, and the, uh, and the girls side draws against those teams, whether it's Marshall Churchill Roosevelt yeah. are, are huge when it comes to that, that final number count here. Cause I remember last year there were, there were a couple of, of, I don't think there were losses, but I think there were just draws that impacted, you know, the the ranking, you know, the final numbers of the standings. Uh, yeah, in, Rafa, in this district, you gotta, you gotta, it's it's by points, and I think we we probably should have mentioned that in the SAISD district with, uh, you know, that it's based off of a win or a loss. You go to straight to penalty kicks for that Alamo Heights, MacArthur, Jefferson district, whereas this district. It goes by points. You know, you earn the, the three points with a with a win and you get a one for a draw and, and zero for a loss. So it also kind of that 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 comes into play as well. So um, but yeah, it's that's a good point, Harry. You, it, it's almost as a uh, if you tie one of one of the team, the bottom dwellers, you, you're going to it's almost as bad as a loss. You know, you lose those two points. Yeah, if you look well, you look at kind of like with the Clark girls, they've lost to Lee and the loss to Reagan. So that was kind of the expected, you know, you know, mm -hmm. not the games are not favored, but they did get the win over Marshall. So like I said, there's like I said, Madison probably hasn't played the top, you know, the top three teams yet. You know, yeah, and I favored. did I did see Clark play earlier this year. Um mm -hmm. uh about two yeah, like last Saturday, not not this past Saturday, the Saturday before in that Alamo uh, Stadium tournament, and they played against Warren, and it was a 1-0 game. So with like the, you know, Rafa was saying about Diane Driggers, their team, it's, it's not very flashy, but it's very efficient. What they do is very efficient. You know, they it's nothing, you know, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, flashy about that team, but they they get the job done. They defend together, they attack together, they communicate, and they do all the little things right. So that that puts them in a good situation to uh, to do well uh, when when you've got that efficiency each and every match. So um, I believe that result was one zero over Warren, um, and. 
yeah, that being said, you know, Warren didn't have that much of an attack because Clark really shut it down. Um, and, and Warren's in a, a very attacking team. You know, Rafa just saw them last night, you know, a slashing, attacking, aggressive team, and they couldn't really figure out Clark. So, you know, that that's why I have them uh, in there in, in the playoffs, because I think over time as district goes on, it's going to be hard for teams to, to try to figure that out. Um, so yeah, kudos to, to the Clark girls. So Madison's beat uh, Churchill 2-1, beat Roosevelt 4-0, and then to me beat uh, Brandeis 3-2. This week will be a huge tell you know, for Madison. They play Clark at Gus on Saturday at 5, and Tuesday they play uh, Reagan at, at Comelander at 7 uh, for that here. So they've, they've done the results that they've needed to. Uh, Brandeis is probably their their best win in district because that's probably, the you know, if you're fighting for them at the fourth slot, that's one where, you know, getting that early win kind of helps separate, go, you know, that, 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 you know, between them and Brandeis. But, yeah, they haven't yeah, so played Johnson, uh, Reagan, or Lee yet. Yeah, so maybe a win against Clark and a, and a tie against Reagan, that would put them in a really good situation, you know, to finish up the first round of district play um, and, and you know, probably still be in contention for, well, probably still be, you know, one or two, you know, up there and in, in maybe even, you know, three as well so to, to be in that t- top three uh, spots leading into uh, what you don't want to do is going into the second round of, of the playoffs, I'm sorry, of district, you know, outside of the top four, you want to, you know, put yourself in a good situation to finish the second round of, of district play, you know, um, strong. So, yeah. Yeah, before the next one, like I said, you know, especially like the top three teams we picked, you know, if you give you lose points to those to those teams that are not really favored, like like you know, like like let's say like a like a Marshall Roosevelt or even a Churchill, you know, that can come back and bite you in the butt. You yeah. know, and it can cost you a district title, and it can even cost you a playoff spot. So, it, you know, you have to take care of business. Maybe with the teams that are not as strong as you, and then you know, make sure you you know get the key wins when you play with play the teams that are that are favored in, in the district. Yeah, because then you got some coaches that want to rest players and this and that and take them for granted. So, you know, then you get into the halftime and it's zero zero and it's like, man, what the, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, you got to make sure that you're, you know, take care of business and then you can maybe consider resting players. Rafa, the boys on 28. It's another bar burner here, but. Um... So the four teams I have for playoffs, like I said, I have Johnson, Lee, Brandeis, and Reagan. Um, but I do have a couple of dark horses, in which I'll talk about in a bit. But as far as my favorite for the district title, I think I think it's going to come down between Johnson and Brandeis. Um, I could see them splitting the title. It's it's a good 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 shot. You could see you know you can maybe see that. Uh, don't sleep on Lee, even though Lee did lose to Brandeis. You know. 2-0 recently. Um, like I said, Brandeis still has to go play Lee at their at their their place there in Comalander or, or back west. Um, they can probably you know get that win back and be back in the title hunt. 
the one one concerning team right now is is Reagan. You know, I know they lost a lot of key players last from last year's team. Um, you know, seeing kind of some of the games they played, you know, they did well in that Mojo tournament, but when it, that Spencer Ballard tournament, you know, I was surprised they lost to my to my old team. You know, um, you know that that was a kind of eye opener there. Uh, some dark horses here. Keep an eye on Churchill and keep an eye on Clark. You know, Clark gave a lot uh, gave a uh, Lee a game last night. Three, you know, three, uh, Lee escaped with a three to two win. Uh, Churchill, you know, historically has been the program. They've been the program, you know, and lately, you know, they've kind of had hidden some hard times. You know, maybe this is their their year to kind of get things together and then surprise everybody. You know, so don't sleep on those two teams. Uh, the other third, maybe another third team is maybe Madison. Uh, I saw some preseason. There's some on preseason polls. We'll see how that materializes them uh, as far as if they make in contention for that fourth spot. But those are my four teams. I think they're more likely going to make the playoffs for 28-6A. I went with Lee, Johnson, Brandeis. Uh, you know, I put Lee first. I, I just think the pedigree that they have there, the history – um, hard to go against them. Johnson, Brandeis, you, know, you can flip a coin between three. I did go with Reagan uh, just because in the past there's been a clear top four. Uh, but, yeah, looking at Churchill's results here, you know, how they did in the uh, Austin Lakes Elite Showcase, uh, the, you know, they proved that they can play. Uh, their only loss was a 3-1 loss to uh, Austin Lake Travis, but they beat Houston McCarver and Grapevine. Uh, at that, um, and they did well in the uh, Northeast Northside uh, Showcase here. So, um, to me, this one, you know, it's 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 a juggernaut. If you get an opportunity to go out and watch any of these teams play, you know, it's high quality soccer. Um, even if it's you know you know you know Marshall versus you know Reagan, you know, you are going to get quality soccer uh, for you know from all nine teams in this district here, as well as in District Twenty Nine as well, in my opinion. Yeah, so this uh, district, like, that's a good word for a juggernaut. I mean, whoever finishes fourth in this district, in a lot of districts, could probably be district champion, you know? So th this, it, it, each match, I mean, it's almost like the EPL. Like, each match is like a very, even, you know, teams that are uh, not going to make the playoffs. Like, each match is it's going to be, you know, a, a tough match each and every week, but that's what prepares you for the playoffs. So that's, you know, a good thing. So if I'm ranking here though, I would probably go Johnson first. Um, I would go second is going to be for me, it's going to be Reagan. I think that they're going to kind of get their stuff together and, and, you know, put some, uh, put some results together. Rafa mentioned it earlier, Churchill, um, I've, I've got Churchill back in. Um, I've got them at third, uh, finishing third in, in, in this district. So I, I see Churchill coming back and, and with a, a third place finish here in district. And then I've got Lee rounding it off. I think that they're, um, wouldn't say rebuilding, but maybe kind of reloading for, um, for this season. I know that they've lost some players um, and, you know, they, Rafa and I saw them play in the Alamo Heights tournament. Of course, I saw them play in the, um, uh, that first match, opening match against Central that we spoke about earlier. 
So um, the thing about them, I could tell that they look young just because of the fact that the, and I think I told Ruff or, or someone there where the jerseys are, are big on the, on the players, you know? <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's probably sophomores and, and juniors in those mm -hmm. jerseys where, you know, a senior, it's going to fit them a little bit tighter, you know, but you know, when, the, when the jersey's kind of blowing in the wind, it, that usually means it's probably a, a, a freshman or a sophomore, you know, filling out that, uh, that jersey. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, and, and, you know, look for Lee to, you know, of course, you know, just because I'm saying that they would be fourth place, they could easily still win district for sure. You know, so it, it, it really is a, a, a coin coin flip but for, for this district. So, you know, you're, you're throwing darts to find out who's going to win, you know, district or, and, and maybe even, you know, get into the playoffs because you got teams like, you know, Brandeis is, you know, strong, another strong team. Uh, you know, watch out for uh, Madison, but but also for Clark. Clark has got some, you know, some some good players there. To me, they're kind of start they're starting to figure it out. And watch out for them to maybe play. Um, you know, keep one of these teams out of the playoffs because of the fact that they, you know, have uh, get a win against one of these teams or you know tie one of these teams. So you know, watch out for 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 Clark when 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 you're playing against them in district. Yeah, if you look at the like I said, watching Lee, like I mentioned, they're young, but they're they're very talented, and the, the the you know give them some time, and and like I said, and also you know you gotta have faith in Coach Rogers too, you know his experience, um, he's gonna mold this team, and you know if, if you know if they make the playoffs and make a good run, keep an eye on them for next year. Next year they're probably gonna be the, the team. Um, and then and, and maybe get back to you know to to Georgetown, but they they, they could upset something like I said. I think I think Johnson and and and, and Brandeis can't take even though Brandeis just recently beat them. They can't take them lightly because like I said, they can come back and give you know hand them a loss. Mm -hmm. But like Coach mentioned about Churchill and Clark, you know that yeah, keep an eye on those 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 guys are gonna probably gonna be your spoilers. And they're gonna probably be, but they're gonna. You don't be surprised there's some upsets in this, and that's gonna knock off some team from getting into that fourth spot in the playoffs. And, and here's a question for both of you, and, and I know you kind of just hit it here, but how important is coaching, not only just in, in 28, but 28, 29, 27? Is that can that be a big decider when it comes to these close races as far as experience or you know tactics along those lines here? Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. Uh, uh, you know, your your leadership and your experience really has to feed off onto the players, and they have to buy into what you're trying to do. And you know, and and those will come back. And if you notice when you go into the playoffs, the ones with the coaches with the better pedigree, those are the ones that you're seeing in the you know, in, in the regional tournaments or in the state tournaments, you know what I mean? You look, look at like, like a program like, like, like Wakeland, you know, for them to be in the state tournament six out of the last <laughs> seven years says, says something a lot. And it comes down to coaching, you know, they, you know, they've, you know, they don't re, like I mentioned, they don't rebuild, they reload, you know, they're able to kind of piece things together and get the players in the right positions. And that's what I'm seeing a couple, with some of these couple of teams here and if they have the right coaches, then they're going to go far, far in the playoffs. Yeah. Coaching plays a, a huge factor in the fact that, 
not only in-game decisions, right, you know, trying to figure out, well, first off, you know, who, who would be in their starting 11 and, and where to make adjustments here and there, you know, reserves and such. But also in between matches, uh, how can I, you know, after you watch the game footage, what are you looking for? If you've got a, a, a coach that knows what, you know, uh, what to look for as far as, okay, you know, uh, we didn't do very well defensively or we didn't do, you know, we weren't connecting offensively and go back and watch that footage and then practice that. And, and, you know, you don't have a lot of turnaround time, you know, going from a Tuesday to a Friday, but, you know, at least watch that film with your team and, you know, make sure that you get that corrected and, and, and identify that. So, but the coach has to see that, you know, the players aren't going to usually see that. Um, but so coaching is, is really big. It's very, you know, key and crucial to making sure that, um, uh, you know, the, 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 making that difference between a true soccer coach compared to, you know, maybe someone that coaches another sport and then comes in to, you know, to, to coach the soccer team. So the, that it's a, it's a big, it's a big, uh, impact. You should have known the answer to that, Harry, asking two coaches, but you know. Well, that's why I asked it, but that's why I asked it is is because of that. So um, I'm going to let you go with, with District 29 because I know do know you are uh, part of the coaching system, part of the academy system, so you probably see uh, quite a bit of these uh, athletes both at the high school level as well as outside of the high school uh, on the club side here. But uh, 29 boys, uh, you listed in alphabetical order, Brennan, Harlan, Taft, and Warren. Uh, how, how do you see this district on the boys' side turning out? So I haven't seen all the teams. I saw Harlan last night. I saw Warren. Uh, I've seen Warren twice. I've seen Taft. Um, so the way I would rank this district, and, and there, the, to me there's actually five, maybe six teams in this district that can, you know, uh, make, make a – make that run into the playoffs. But um, the, the four that I selected was, is going to be, uh, and in the order, I'll, I'll go Harlan uh, for me, number one, uh, very offensive minded team. Uh, they were playing against a very offensive minded team with Warren last night, but I mean, Warren couldn't really do much because of the fact that Harlan uh, played really strong defensively as well. And then when they got the ball, they were pretty efficient with it to make, you know, they, they were, they had a lot of shots. I mean, kudos to the Warren goalkeeper, you know, especially playing on the slick field at Gustafson, making some, you know, key saves, but it wasn't enough. Harlan looked, it looked like they reloaded from, from last year. So Harlan looks very, very strong. Um, I'm going to go Brennan number two in the district. I'm going to go three with, um, uh, Warren, and then I've got Taft just barely getting in there at, at number four. But uh, that being said, I would watch out for the John Jay Mustangs. They've put some really good results together. They've got a very strong, very strong player up top with uh, Delamo Reeves uh, playing up there. So, um, yeah, watch out for, for John Jay to uh, – uh, get into the get into the playoffs as well. So 
for me, I went with Warren. I know they had the loss. Uh, I think it was yesterday, right? Uh, that, that they lost here. I went with John Jay. I'm 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 drinking the the, the tea of John Jay uh, for mm-hmm. the soda, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think you know, to me, confidence in the high school builds, and, and their football team did very well. Built confidence in the school soccer teams of both boys and the girls have has, have had early season success. And to me, there's something that come uh, that comes on that when you have a school that that feeds off uh, feeds off that. I went with Taft, and then I went with Harlan. Um, Harlan's been such the dominant team for so long that I think, you know, they're going to take a step back now. Mm-hmm. I still think that they make it comfortably into the comfortably into the into the playoffs uh, for that here. I had Brennan on the outside uh, at this point here. You know, they've got off to two draws, um, which is part of the reason why I left them out because this is this is a district that we see. Every year that there's there's one team that they don't lose, but they don't also don't win, and they ended up with mm. a lot of draws, and that yeah. always impacts them on 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 making the playoffs. Where they are probably a playoff team, and I know we're what a week in, so it, you know this is way too early to be making these predictions. But you know, to me, like I said here, I, I bumped John Jay, probably bumped him up a little bit too hard, too high. Um, but I do like Warren. I like Taft, and I like Harlan as, as three solids. And to me, it's it's John Jay, um, or or Brennan. And, and to me, John Jay's got that momentum. And until they lose that momentum, I, I, I'm going to ride the Mustangs. Rafa, your thoughts? So my my picks. I know um, uh, I don't want to have pick. It's kind of struggled a little bit. Um, um, O'Connor. So like I said, O'Connor, but I, I think eventually, like I said, they they lost to like Harlan and and then they uh, lost a tight one with John Jay. Like I said, they lost to them one zero. So no no shame on that. I, I still think, like I said, Coach Bledsoe, I think he's still uh, from what I saw from last year. I'm going to even talk to some of the parents. I got to hang out with them. Well, me and Steve got to hang with them last year on one of the playoff games. You know, they still, they had some talent on that team. I think Coach Bledsoe will, will, will figure it out. I think they'll they'll get back in. And so, I have Cole Connor in the playoffs. John Jay, I, th- I think John Jay's. I think they're going to be the surprise team this year. Um, they also have Warren. I know Warren kind of took uh, took one. On. <laughs> I was, like I said, Warren's not a bad team. They just like I said, Harlan really kind of. You know, they Harlan took it to the next level in that second half. You know, yeah, because they Warren uh, that was in the game and actually it was a evenly matched game. They just had one mistake when that keeper kind of fumbled the ball because of the slick conditions, and and you know, Harlan took advantage of that. Um, so keep an eye on them, and then Harlan, like I said, I have them in the district. As far as rankings, Harlan's probably more likely going to win the district title. Uh, I think John Jay's going to get the second spot. I really think that they have enough to 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 contend. I think they may have a little bit more than than Warren. I think Warren will come in third, and then have uh, I think O'Connor will bounce back, get that fourth spot. But uh, don't be surprised; there'll be uh, content, uh, other contenders. Taft, I did see. I've seen Taft. They got some talent on on that team. Yeah. Um, if they can get some upset wins, you know, some key point games on on because like on those quote unquote away games, that can help them out. Um, also, Soto Mayor, too. Uh, don't sleep on them. I saw them for a half last night uh, against Holmes, and they were, when I left, they were winning 2 0 at the half. They, they were able to play, you know, they had some 
good good plays. They have a really good strong forward up top. Uh, so they'll sleep on them. They can, you know, I think after already a year of experience, I know they were, they took some bumps last year. I think this year that they're kind of get it together a little bit wide, a little older, you know, learn what the, you know, how, I guess I feel what the district's like. So, you know, keep an eye on them. They could, they could be also a dark horse too, but those are the four teams I have for my, for my, for my playoff spots. And, and I would love to say, Hey, O'Connor, cause AJ's couple of his best friends are on O'Connor. So I like that. I would love to see them sneak in. And obviously AJ playing for Stevens. Come on, Stevens. You got your first victory uh, in district. So we can do it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't pick you as of yet. Uh, yeah, two, two things real quick, Harry. I, uh, so I was at the Harlan uh, Warren JV game today. So shout out to Warren for getting a little bit of revenge. They uh, they won 1-0 against <laughs> at Harlan this afternoon. So um, And then uh, tonight's result uh, – O'Connor actually boys beat Taft two to one. So oh. uh you're not out of it yet, Rafa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and speaking, Stevens uh beat Jay as a as a kind of a get back uh, last night because the uh, varsity on Jay beat Stevens five to two. Okay. Uh tonight, uh Stevens uh uh beat uh, John Jay at John Jay three to one. Uh and it did ten on ten, uh two red cards, uh, one for each team, both on last man. Uh, clean foul. They were fouls, but you know, good, you know, good job by the referee. They weren't vicious, but yeah, last man defending and uh, referee called it. And fair, you know, fair calls, but uh, fun games for you know for both of those. Uh, proud of AJ getting assist on the second goal, uh, controlling the ball and, and uh, giving a good outlet pass. But uh, ladies, uh, twenty district twenty nine. Uh, I put Taft uh, despite uh, the hiccup uh, week one. Uh, Warren, uh, Sotomayor, and John Jay uh, probably you know, drink a little bit of the John Jay juice again because they did uh, upset uh, O'Connor. Uh, so, like I said, I'm big on that. And then uh, Sotomayor, Warrior, and Taft here. But to me, I think Taft is the team uh, for 29 to kind of look out for. And, and in my opinion, I think can make a deep, deep run into, into the playoffs uh, for that here. And, and Rafa or Steve, whoever wants to go next. I can go first. Uh... Yeah, so my four teams for as far as my playoff spots, I have Taft, Warren, Soto, and, and Soto Mayota, and Brennan. As far as my district champ, uh, even though that little hiccup they had against Brennan, uh, it's going to be Taft. Uh, then the second spot, I think, might be a little dogfight. Um, last night, I did, we, we, so me and Steve did get to watch the Warren uh, Warriors, and he, Steve told me, hey, keep it on number 10. Yeah, she really she is really impressed me. She really uh, was the motor behind that that offense and kept everything in you know in check and you know you know everything kind of flowed through her. And then they have a really sneaky number seven. Uh, she got the brace last yeah. night, yeah. which was enough for them to get that two one win over over Harlan. Um, so I think they want to build upon what they did last year because remember last year they made a run too to, to get a couple wins a couple of the top teams to get that fourth spot. And take it away from Sotomayor, but I, I think Warren Warren's going to be up there. I think for the second spot, it's going to be coming down between Brennan and Warren. Um, so it was tough to kind of pick the fourth spot to leave out O'Connor, but I think Sotomayor has enough. I think this year to finally because they were in contention last year, they just kind of fell short of one game. Uh, so I think they get the fourth spot. O'Connor they're struggling a little bit. 
can they get it together? I know Steve will probably mention that because he's already, he's seen them play. Um, can they get it together? Uh, so I, I don't rule out maybe O'Connor getting that four spot from Southern Wild, but it's, I think it's going to come down to those two. But I think I'm going to give the edge to Southern. Yeah, for myself, I'm going to go uh, Taft number one. Um, I think that, you know, they kind of uh, hopefully that tie kind of woke them up. And I think that we'll see them do what the Taft girls have been doing, you know, the last couple of years. So I've got Taft uh, district champions. I'm going to have Brennan at, uh, at number two, but it's going to be a good little fight between them and, and Warren, like uh, Rafa mentioned that number 10, I believe it's her name's uh, Addie Cooper uh, sophomore. And I, I believe she was wearing the captain's band as well. Yeah you know, as a sophomore. So that kind of tells you, you know, like, you know, where, where that player is. Um, and not only that, um, they, they've got a very young team. So look out for, you know, maybe when after this year, that might be a Warren team that's, you know, vying for district for the next couple years. Uh, they've got another girl uh, that actually trains with me at uh, Premier and, and at 78 soccer training, Chloe. So that's another player that they they've got some some good players there uh, out at Warren. And the other cool thing that I saw about number ten Addie Cooper when they were playing against Clark, uh, motivating players. You know, one of her players had made a mistake or this or that. You know, she didn't get after her. She picked her up uh, verbally by telling her, "Hey, it's okay. Like we'll get the next one." Like so that kind of stuff. Like that goes a long way with me in regards to, you know, being an all around good player. And then that, that puts her in a good situation later on down the road when, you know, college recruits are going to be going out there. Like she's just doing it, you know, uh, that that's just probably in her nature to, to do stuff like that and pick up players and being, you know, team captain at a, at, at a, at an early age, you know, uh, a sophomore in school. So uh, kudos to her, but, uh, but yeah, uh, then I've got, uh, I, I have, um, Harlan there at fourth, you know, I, I made these picks probably two, three, two, three weeks ago. Um, so that, you know, and they've kind of gotten, you know, started off, I think they're, they're and three right now. Um, so, you know, that might not be, you know, <laughs> the, uh, a good way to get into the playoffs, but, you know, we'll see if uh, they can kind of turn things around, but another team that I would consider uh, would be John Jay. So that, that would be another team. And then Rafa mentioned Sotomayor as well. So uh, that would kind of round off this uh, district uh, for, for teams that I think that would be uh, making the playoffs come March. So I'll probably do a short on the standings because we're already two hours in and uh, it is a work night. So I don't want to keep you guys much longer. Uh, final thoughts, uh, like I said here, I, you know, hopefully this is fun, uh, you know, for everybody, uh, you know, like I said, if we didn't name your school, um, it's not cause we don't like you. It's just, uh, we're take just taking random, you know, to me, I'm taking random gas half, half the time, uh, you know, especially for that four slot, because, you know, you could make an argument for three or, you know, two or three teams in, in a lot of these districts here, but, uh, Steve, thank you for coming on. Uh, Rafa, always a, a pleasure uh, with you. Um, any final thoughts that you have, uh, Steve, and then followed up with Rafa, and then we'll get on out of here. Yeah. So final thoughts, uh, 
with all the weather that we've been having lately, you know, I know it's probably made it difficult for uh, administrators and, and, and leaders of the school district to get these games in. So, you know, I think that they did a good job to get these games in with all the, the rain. And, you know, still, I think when we started this podcast, I can hear, you know, the rain, the rain coming Lightning. down still. Yeah. So, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, the, the parents being flexible as well to, you know, like last night they were, they were there till probably 1030 or so out of Gustafson, uh, you know, to try to, they, they just, what they don't want to do is tear up their grass fields um, early in district. And then, you, you know, you got to try to get that fixed and it probably wouldn't get fixed. So, you know, kudos to them, to the, the districts to make sure that they reschedule those games and get, still get those games in on you know artificial turf fields so um but yeah it, it's it's not an easy thing to do so i just wanted to you know recognize uh all the the back work operational stuff to get all those games in and and not have to you know play two or three games in a, in a spring break week at the end of the district uh play so um you know that that's all i've got So one comment before uh, before uh, Rafa starts here. Uh, Nick, Harlan girls won't be close to making uh, the playoffs here and don't rule out O'Connor. Uh, they beat Harlan 2-0, and we'll see with the Sotomayor-O'Connor game. So, Steve, you're already catching flack, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I welcome, said, welcome I mean, to the club. <laughs> but, O'Connor, but O'Connor did lose to Jay. Uh, and that's, that's first, first time ever. First time ever. Yeah. And yeah. it, so Jay, Jay kind of made a statement on there. Like I said, uh, it was tough kind of picking those last spot between them, like O'Connor, uh, Jay, and Soto. Like I said, I think Soto's kind of been, you know, I, I didn't have a good good chance this year after what they did last year as a first-year varsity team. So, you know, they got yeah. something they can build upon. But you got to give it to Jay, too. They, they've really kind of taken a lot. I'm, I'm a little kind of surprised how that little slow start that O'Connor had, but but I'm sure, that, like I said, they did have a coaching change. Um, you know, it, it's it does take a while, you know, adjusting to new to uh, a new coaching, you know, coaching system, so forth. So, but it's gonna be like I said, that district's always fun. Like I said, last th last three years, we, the top three teams, you know, pretty much beat all on each other, and it came to the last game who won the district title. But my my final thought, like I guess, is um, just to the players out there, especially like, um, those who. Uh, the college process, like the, um, you know, the, the recruitment and so forth, um, um, advice, you know, me coming, working, like I said, I work in, in, in admissions. I'm a senior admissions counselor. Like I said, I know, you know, people say, yes, grades are important, but also make sure, make sure you're applying to your schools. Make sure you're sending your FAFSA. I know students are having a little trouble with the FAFSA right now. So talk to your financial aid office, wherever you're applying to. Uh, if you haven't been recruited, go to some ID camps. There's some great ones coming up. You know, you can reach out to me. I can let you know, like UHV, where I work at. We're having one in two of them in February. So attend those. But, uh, you know, anything with recruitment, you know, make sure you're meeting you're meeting with the right people who actually work for the, those companies, like the, the recruitment, the videos, and, and getting the advice from people who are of that background, you know, with, you know, that work in the universities or the, or the coaching staff and so forth. And that way they can lead you in the right direction and so forth. But that's my advice for the students. And I know we have some signing days coming. I think signing days coming up in a couple of weeks and congrats to those who are who already committed to the uh, universities for next year. 
And, and I'm going to put this out here, and I know Coach Cano, you know, on here saying fog across uh, Central Texas, radius January on record, and, and uh, Texas high school soccer is here. Uh, but he runs a great podcast, the 50-50 podcast, um, that deals with college, high school, and a lot in that, that, that uh, player recruiting. Um, just that entire process, you know, if you want to go to college, check out his, check out, you know, his podcast and, Two years uh, at, at this point here, or on year two, you know he's been doing it for a while. Um, if if you have interest in it, you can reach out to you know the Fifty Fifty Podcast, reach out to Coach Connor, reach out to Rafa, um, and I think there's a few others that are also pretty actively on on that account. Reach out to Steve, uh, you know that can do that. Um, I don't know much about the process, so don't reach out to me. <laughs> I'll refer you to them. Uh, they they are more the experts uh, when it comes to that. So. There is a bunch of resources uh, that you know players have available, um, where you don't just have to go onto YouTube and try to figure it out yourself. Um, coach Cano, being a high school coach, knows it. If, if if it's not something that he doesn't know, or something that he can't really go into because you know he you know, he is a coach, he can point you in the direction of you know somebody that can that has more knowledge or that is able to kind of give you that advice uh, for that here. So. Please, please use the resources that you have available. Um, you know, whether it's us um, or anything along those lines. Did you have anything, Steve, that you wanted to add on to that, or no? No, no. I think y'all, uh, y'all hit it. So for everybody with uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, Rafa, Steve, me, um, and Coach Cano, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, Nick, uh, for your comments. Hope everybody has a wonderful day, and we'll see you. I believe next week, uh, probably. Uh, 7.38-ish in that time frame. Probably won't be, a, there shouldn't be a two-hour show, uh, but this was kind of a, a spinoff here, you know, doing the playoff predictions here, so. Yeah, we'll have, uh, hopefully have uh, the coach from, uh, from the girls from the Geneva, oh, yes. Bernie Geneva, and the couple players, and then uh, I, I think I, I think some RPIs might be coming up soon. Oh. I don't, I don't have some RPIs coming for 50-50 this weekend, so it's for statewide, right. but. So I got, that, that's, I think that's. That's Sunday, right? Usually Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. So yeah, three o'clock. So I think three o'clock, somewhere around three o'clock. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, for San Antonio area, I'll have some new RPIs. I uh, just wanted to wait a while, kind of let everything kind of, you know, get to you know after the tournaments and showcases and the kind of the district games. And now we'll have we'll see who's we'll see who's number one now. So. So there might be some changes now, like you mentioned, uh, Harry. It's not, uh, it's not going to be the same one. I'll just leave it at that. I already, you know, I already know that here. So, but what's life without it goals? Might, it might surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. Hope everybody have a wonderful evening and uh, stay dry. Don't don't drive don't drive through the big puddles. Good night.